Check one, two, yeah. True Season Podcast. We are back again. This is episode 139. Nine. Still in 130? Still in 130. Last week got messed up. I said 4. Should be 8. Yeah, hey, hey, got the doctor. Dang. Somebody told me he said it wrong, too. I can't remember who told me that. No, but that's a, a twenty dollar fine. Kenny T is in the building. <laughs> OT is in the What's building. What's good? What's good? Sure, man. It's another episode of the Crew Season Podcast. You boys doing on this glorious afternoon, man. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good today. 
I'm here. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, same old, same right now. So strolling, we're going to see 60 days. 60, 60 days, days, man. You just cracked 200,000 on YouTube, man. Hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on, Hold on man. Not only that, 500,000 on TikTok by the time this drop. Mm. Half a million. I, I feel, man. Just be kicking ass like that in, in such exorbitant <clears throat> fashion. Jesus Christ. You ain't working hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> You've been taking too many days off. That's a $20 fine. $200 fine. Ah, hell no. Per minute. <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, look, man, I just want to say that, you know, I appreciate all the support, man. You know, we we, we thankful for Crusader Nation always. Uh, everybody that's new, that's tapped in, we appreciate y'all. Welcome to the game. Buckle up, man. This thing is only getting bigger. And not only getting better, man. So you know, this is these are milestones, you know that that, that we're gonna try to celebrate. Um, but we all focused on that bigger picture, man. So, <clears throat> but I don't want to let this pass without you know acknowledging it, man. This is some significant Very stuff, true. man. It's a lot true. of people it with is. podcasts, a lot of people with platforms that never see these type of numbers, man. So uh, we definitely appreciate <clears throat> it for sure. And people, some of these people been doing it for years. Yeah, you yeah. know, so hundreds of episodes in, and you know. So, again, man, salute to yeah, y'all. big up to all y'all. All right, man. Let's get into this thing, man. Let's have a little fun. Mm. Early. We ain't going to start with nothing serious this week, man. Uh-huh. It was a clip that was sent, and they was talking about the fact that, you know, men tend to hold back sexually with the woman that they really love mm. in comparison to how he handled the other chicks. Mm. I'm going to play the clip. We're going to get a little context as to what he meant by that. I had a conversation with a guy. He said, and I never thought about it like this, when you have a woman and she's your wife, mm. there's certain things you just don't want to do sexually to her, a path you don't want to go down with her. Yes. And so, therefore, you'd rather go down those things with somebody else and fulfill those needs somewhere else. Yeah. Is this something you've ever, like, experienced or can relate to? Yeah. So, what it's to do with is the more a man loves and cares about women, mm. the harder it is for him to sexually objectify her. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't want to do those things. Mm. But because he cares and loves her, he doesn't want to treat her like a porn star. <laughs> it's easier for him to objectify women he doesn't care about. I had the conversation with a guy, and he said, and I never thought about it like this. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> so my man said, when, it, when it's your girl. <laughs> Two times. <laughs> <laughs> Both thumbs is crazy. Uh, but with two right girls. Right thumb now, y'all. <laughs> 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 Spit on a real smooth. <laughs> Two audience have messed up a childhood classic. <laughs> Two part. Two times. <laughs> Turn around. Oh, no. Slide to the left. <laughs> on the hell, dog. On scholarship. <laughs> Two pops. Two pops. <laughs> oh. Your hands crawl. Everybody, let's go. Clap them cheeks. Nah, that is incredible. That nigga's oh ruined ruin my childhood, right. man. Um, but yeah, he said men tend to hold back sexually, man, with the woman they love. Was it some validity to what he said? Shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the book is open. Mm. The book is open. 
Mm. It's, it's got to be, I think, to hold some type of excitement in your marriage and relationship sexually. I think you got to be willing to try different things with your woman sexually. They don't have to be like, you know, porn star type stuff, but it's an experience that you wouldn't want to try with somebody else because most of those experiences are things you might just want to do once. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's different type of different different type of connection that you have <laughs> with your wife than you would have with some of these other women that you're just going over there just to be down as, and do what you got to do like a normal sex, right. you know. But with your woman, your wife, you try to be more emotionally intact and try to really please her is what gets you off pleasure-wise. You're just not there just to fucking get yours and get out of there. I think so. No, I, I think not no orgy or no threesome type stuff. That's not for me, but it might be for somebody else. But other things, I think the, <clears throat> I think the list is open. Mm. So, Kenny, are you saying that you're a pleaser? Yes, I am a pleaser. Back in my day, no, I was just trying to get mine and get out of there. <laughs> get out the way. <laughs> I got mine. Y'all listening, ladies? You ain't get your Kenny say go eat that butt. All right, <laughs> so I ain't say get your ass. Nah, that's only for my wife. That's only when I'm married, they get that kind of stuff. They trying to be their wife. Get your you know, that's it. They have to have the ring on their finger. Okay, okay. To get that. But, yeah, no, but man. Crazy, uh, but yeah, I mean, she. That's why, yeah. What's the what's that book called? Uh, the uh, book with like a hundred different ways to have sex and stuff like that. Oh, like the Kama Sutra, yeah, Kama Sutra. That's that's for relationships. That ain't for you know you out here in the single life doing all that type of shit. That's for relationships. That's to keep the your relationship spiced up sexually because it gets. If you've ever been in a relationship or ever been married, it sometimes gets boring and like a routine. It becomes right. like the same stuff over and over again. Right, it sometimes just feels like a chore, you know? That's why you have like the Kama Sutra and, you know, you want to try different things with your wife just to spice it up and, you know, explore each other's heights of what they like and what they don't like. Give them a different type of pleasure that they ain't never had before. And you get a different type of pleasure that you ain't never had before. Mm. You climaxing off of just a certain word she say to you or, or, or a certain part of the body she touch you at. It's just... It's a different boy. I think about Dutch Professor. I've been wounded and wounded and wounded. That's my opinion. Maybe I think differently. I don't know. Oh, Sherman having middle age. All right, my bad, my bad. Uh, is it is it a different approach, man, or is it the same? See, when I was younger, it was definitely a different approach. It was just like, I never do this for my woman. I never. But then it's like, it's more fun when it is your woman. So for me, for the, for the most part, yeah. You know, but to each his own. Because some people, you know, what may be like, some, be, some people may want to have a threesome. But <clears throat> the only way they'll do it is if it's with their partner. Because they just, you know, prefer to, to have it with someone they care about. Versus just it being random. Some people... They just want it to be random. I never, I don't want anybody I'm in a relationship with for it to, uh, you know, be with, be interactive with them. I just want it to be just random or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just to each his own. Um, I, I think, like Kenny say, it's for you personally. What is it? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> for you personally, you, are you? We doing want to get crazy with your woman? I'm licking, I'm licking head to toe. 
I'm doing let everything. me let you up and down till you say stop. Actually, man, I keep going. Stop. Let me lay with your body, baby. Won't you relax? Yes, I'm doing it all. We ain't, we ain't everything. You want to do what? Let's do it. Within reason, of course. <laughs> Within reason. Hey, yo. Within reason. Hey, we got to have a talk about it. We got to have a talk about it. <laughs> yeah, baby, that's a big toy. Where you going to put that? You going to put it where? This ain't for me. It's for you. <laughs> hey, yo. No. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree, but I think it is a, a a different approach, man. Because when you messing with your woman, it's uh, it's more attention to detail. You actually give a damn about her reaching her climax and things of that nature. But when you out here just smashing these hoes, man, you out here doing what it is that you feel like the effort that you feel like giving on that given day. Now, some days you may be in your bag and you like you know you off a little henny, you off something. And you just in the, you know what I'm saying, doing your thing regardless. But <clears throat> that's not the case a lot of time. A lot of times it's just like, hey, man, I'm here at 3 a.m., fresh out the club. I'm here to do my thing and get the hell up out of here. I'm not spending the night. We ain't cuddling after. It ain't no attention to detail being made. I don't, you know what I mean? So it's, it's that. But with your girl, it's like, hold on. I got to make sure. You that got, she get hoes first. Know. You got, you got blindfolds, baby? Oh no, B. Right. Who the handcuffs for? Who the handcuffs? <laughs> I don't know, man. What's Which? the uh, what's the what's what you don't know? What's going on? No, man. I'm just saying, cause it just in the sleazy days, mm-hmm. like we say, sometimes, you know, you don't want to leave with a bad BDR. So sometimes you go in performing. Game yeah. seven of the finals. I, I think I, where I'm stuck at is not the performance thing. It's the willingness to try different things. Like, you're not willing to let a woman that you just met out the club put you in blindfolds. Correct. Or handcuff you or put your legs up in the air like the YMCA. How adventurous you try to be that now. You know what I'm saying? You, you trying to get robbed. <laughs> you know, you're, no. I'm saying, you, you're not willing that, to, you that's know. The, that's the part of the excitement. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I think he's just, like, just doing the the regular, this just sex, yeah. beat it down, and and get up out of there. And and again, I think we're always missing it. At, is he thinking just because you ain't giving A plus effort and attention to detail that it's terrible sex? It's not. You can come through there and give a B minus strokes and get up out the way. So mm-hmm. your so your BDR is not necessarily affected. But when you, when it's your girl, it's a certain attention to detail. Like I got to make sure that. You're enjoying this experience and you get into your not only enjoying it, but you reaching your peak in this experience. And then, you know, then I worry about me on the back end. But when you messing with a chick who you don't really give a damn like that, like you coming in there, you you giving just enough. Mm, you I'm still got the I'm toxic. on. I'm toxic. To get my passing grade. <laughs> I'm you toxic. Know me? I'm toxic because I want it. I want you to know that you've been touched by O. What? I'm just saying. Hey, anybody you came, if you came in contact, a couple of your girls, I want y'all to be like, <laughs> yeah, they'd be like that minute man. She it. <laughs> Bernard. Bernard. Put that thing down. But uh, remember, put my jersey in the Hall of Fame. But see, that's how you had chicks key in your car. Exactly. Up at that's your why child, I said it was toxic. Like it that. was. That's I say. That ain't, that ain't, you know, it I'm not, I ain't advising that. You come through there, you give a B. 
plus B minus B plus at the most B minus somewhere around there it get out the way so you can maintain your BDR but the attention to details is definitely different also like threesomes and shit I never want to do that with my girl I don't care how on board she is with it I'm good nope 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 because I know how women think <laughs> And all it take is one instance of her glancing over there and seeing you having a little too much fun, giving a little too much effort, or... My back shots ain't sound right. right. <laughs> or after it's over with, that right there opens the door for bullshit. Mm-hmm. Let's say you could, you in there doing the threesome, you doing your thing, she agreed to it, and you cooking, you in your bag. And then after the threesome, the girl that y'all brought in don't want to just end it right there. She texting you, DMing you on the low, that could create... Some chaos that I'm not willing to open myself up to. You see that video on Twitter? What happened? That nigga was, it was, they was having a threesome. Mm-hmm. His girl was kissing him, and he was stroking old girl, and then that, you know, she kind of stopped kissing him and just stopped. See? <laughs> and started looking like, okay, looking at him. Then looking down, looking at him. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> because, again, women are competitive, bro. So, like, they going to be comparing. When they watch you with that girl, they going to be comparing, okay, how does he do me? Wait, he's giving her way more. Oh, he giving her too much. Oh, he giving her the same he give me. And that we that ain't supposed to be going like that. So they a lot of times their ego will kick in. They may be cool with it at first, but now Time you know the whole is you know, it's crazy. Put and your then, bootstraps on. Bootstraps. <laughs> 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 wanna get divorced you, so bad. You wanted this. <laughs> you wanna get divorced. It was your idea. It was your you knew what she was signing up for. Oh shit. Yeah, nah, hell no. I'm stamping my name on this. You want each other for four? This is my legacy. I gotta leave. This is my legacy. I'm I'm fighting for my life. You want our name to be to be dragged across the streets, baby? I gotta hold us down as your man. They're going crazy. This girl mad as hell. Staying a whole one in his back. Oh, out the way when she got to get that turn. Hold on, wait a minute, baby. Damn. Go get yours. Go get yours. Hold on. Hold on. He's trying to get stabbed, boy. Hell no. But press off once. Say, hold on. I'm gonna get to you. Pushing your, push your girl off. It's great. You got on her hand. Come on now. You messing up my rhythm. Hey, you ain't wet as she is. You ain't wet as she is. Hold on. Get your oh, stuff together. Shit. Come on back in there. Just don't feel the same. Oh my God. <laughs> Just gonna get killed. <laughs> All right, man. Press the off Oh, Jesus That's Christ. Now. You, get, you, you, you get this every night. I don't get this. <laughs> You're so selfish. Oh, damn. It's a nigga stiff on me. Right in the middle of the forehead, too. Hold on. I ain't no little kids trying to fight a holder. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, shit. Mid stroke, too. Oh, Whew. All right, uh, he's the same movie, man. There was another situation. Uh, they sent us a clip. They was talking about it's more lucrative for a woman to be single than it is for her to be in a relationship. We're gonna play this clip. Let y'all take on a breakdown. Do y'all think being a single woman is more lucrative than being a woman in a relationship? I don't be think single. So. You don't think it's more lucrative for a woman to be single? 
No. I think a woman will make more money by herself, but I think a man makes more money with a woman. Mm-hmm. A woman will help open more doors for a man. Mm-hmm. A man will not help open more doors for a woman. Man That's, won't help no. open more doors for a woman. No. You don't feel like Why, that? though? No. Because women are what? Assets. I do agree in, in a sense, but I also disagree because I think women are perceived more valuable that are in relationships, right? Because I think ultimately most women actually want to be in relationships. So most women actually look up and revere the women that are in happy relationships the most. We're not talking about being happy. We're talking about making money. Here's the reason why. When you're single, you can sell sex. When you're in a relationship, you don't. You guys think the value is the selling of the sex part. A woman's value is selling sex. Society believes that. Yeah, I disagree with you guys completely. I feel like at any point in time, relationship is always going to be more powerful than being single. You're not talking, I'm, I'm talking not, about being lucrative. Right. I believe that it's always going to be easier for two people building something than one. You can look at people who are in powerful relationship. All of them got better from their relationship. Whether you want to talk about Michelle Obama, about Beyonce, Aisha Curry, whoever you want to talk about. They got more powerful, more lucrative, more money, more notoriety, more fame by having these strong relationships. Do y'all think being a single woman is more being a single woman, <clears throat> it's more lucrative than being in a relationship. What's your thoughts on that, man? Nope. Hmm. I mean, just, more lucrative. I don't think so. I think, um, I definitely think when you marry somebody, either side, either way, you become more powerful, like you said. Um, you're able to get in more meetings. You just, you're just more respected. <clears throat> I think... The fact that marriage is so, um, it, I don't want to say permanent, that ain't the word, but it's so final in a sense and until you get a divorce. Like it's, it's an official thing. So people understand that that comes with commitment, that comes with loyalty for the for most part. But if you're single, you know, you can kind of just come and go as you please in a sense, especially when it comes with like business. Mm. But if somebody is married, they have a foundation, um, and it's, it's more profitable because at the end of the day, the bigger umbrella is they want to push families and they want to push kids and sports and, you know, to trickle down. So I think family is of the most important and you definitely are more lucrative that way. See, I, see, I think you're conflating. Though. Yeah. You, you go. <laughs> I think you're conflating What's lucrative up? with powerful and important. Mm-hmm. Those are two totally different things. Totally different. Lucrative is profit. Correct. I think it'll still be very profitable in a relationship. Okay, so since you think that, be- let me, because, you're, let me, because you're part of it. Right, right. So, so let me present a scenario. And this, <laughs> is, this is a pretty common one, if we're going to be honest. Let me give the definition of lucrative. Okay. But I'm going a, to I'm a, I'm a, I'm a present a scenario while Kenny's looking this up. Let's say you have a woman who's very attractive, mm-hmm. right, on Instagram. Okay, go, go ahead and read the definition. Producing a great deal of profit, a lucrative career as a stand-up comedian. Right, example. So, let's say that we have a woman on Instagram, mm-hmm. five hundred thousand followers. She been featured in videos. She getting offered to be flown out. She got man sending random cash apps to her for no reason. And let's say she might even have a little OnlyFans going on the side, mm-hmm. doing her thing. You know what I'm saying? Getting to her bag, hand over fist. But let's say she falls in love with a guy that's making seventy five thousand. And marries this guy that's making seventy five thousand. But go just like we, that's that's above average, ain't it? Only say you're making the same, right? But but look, let's say that they making seventy five, eighty thousand, <coughs> and they, they making about the same. Mm-hmm. But when she gets with this man, most men, 
are gonna say, yeah, that that Instagram OnlyFans stuff is over. Mm-hmm. You these men sending you random cash apps is over. These men offer you to fly out. All that shit is over with. So a lot of your streams of income are gonna be reduced, and you're gonna have to be dependent more on that man's eighty than what you're able to create. Now, in terms of what you're saying, powerful, important, sure, it may be more substance in that relationship, mm-hmm. but she's way more restricted to his income and the little income that he's left, he's leaving her to make in comparison to her being by herself. And I can get all of this money at my leisure. Mm-hmm. I can put out 10 OnlyFans videos a day. I can, you know, have a hundred dudes in my DM sending me bread and it's acceptable. You see what I'm saying? But when I'm in that relationship, that got to stop. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like <clears throat> what, what he's saying, you know, we got to differentiate important and powerful from lucrative. I still think it's in your regular everyday life, if you a lawyer, you a doctor, teacher, anything like that, I think it's more lucrative. You're able to get better positions a lot of times, all that stuff. Now, using the example that you use, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But just a regular everyday, I think I, I definitely think it's easier. You can't be more lucrative in a family, married versus single. I but using your example, though, I agree 100%. I think that's even false for a lawyer. Can you imagine a lawyer with a family or a single lawyer? I've seen A woman that's <clears> a single <throat> lawyer that can be a lawyer on side and be an entrepreneur without having to worry about a kid or her husband, take care of her husband, doing her wifely duties. Okay, and then she has more free time to do that plus be a lawyer. But imagine that times two when you have a person with you. No, we're talking about just the woman. We're not saying you can't add in the man because if the. You had a man's income. It's 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 two it's two parties together. Yes. You're just talking about the woman being more lucrative rather than her being in a relationship and still be able to be lucrative. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, she's gonna have to dole down on herself of what she's doing. To, Not necessarily to, to, to get to pregnant, the, to have kids, yeah, to you, take care of kids. Like it, it's it's common knowledge that which is why it's, people say all the time in terms of uh, women catching us in income, they are catching us in salary. Sure, in the short term. But in the long term, eventually these women are going to want to have kids. And now they're six months off of work, eight months off of work, sometimes years off of work. Sometimes they don't go back to work sometimes at all. Sometimes they don't go back to they work. They just want to be stay-at-home moms. See what I'm saying? So you got to factor these things into account when she's with a man. So now once this happens, all of that lucrative income she had coming is going to die. And now I got to depend on my man. Now she may still have a little bit coming in, but it's going to pale in comparison to what she was making dolo. And that has to be taken into account. But you making it like, okay, now nah, she gets she a go getter. She get into this bag hundred miles an hour. She get with a dude who get into that bag hundred miles an hour. Just you know, that's that's just addition. It don't work like that when you're in a relationship. Shit got to be sacrificed not only for them but for us too. Just like us with, with this pod. If 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 we was all single, mm-hmm. this pod would be at a million subscribers on every platform by now. Because we can travel, we can do whatever we want, whenever we want. What, 4 a.m. podcast session? Let's go. Such and such, and where it want us to fly, where? Let's go. You ain't got to ask no questions. You ain't got to get situated with your kids and your mm-hmm. your wife and your girl. Is, is she cool with me? None of that. You ain't got to answer to nothing. I could just go get my bag 100 miles an hour. So we got to reduce as well. But I think women have to reduce their ways of getting income way more than a man does because they're not measured by income the way a man is. A woman going to be way more willing to put her shit on the back burner so and, and let my man produce for the family in comparison to the, the other way around. So, so I think that got to be factored in. If we talking about lucrative, not powerful, mm-hmm. important, mm-hmm. different conversation. But so lucrative <clears throat> time 
would factor into that too, right? Yes. So I, I, I would think, especially if it's a relationship, I, yeah, I still would think that. Now, up front, you would probably be able to get definitely more money because you'd be able to do the things that you want to do when you want to do it, all opportunities. But long term, I think it will be more lucrative. Oh. Because you're able to bring in that other side of the family man or the well, – well, I'm thinking – I'm talking from a man's perspective, mm-hmm. just, you know, getting with a woman – um, just the, the whole, you can sell the family aspect. That's why they got these family TV shows and, you know, you start having kids and you can make, you know, in a sense, money off the whole family instead of it being just you or just you and your wife. So that's why I'm saying once that comes into play, I think it could be more lucrative. Okay. Long, long term. Okay, could be. Okay, likelihood of it being more lucrative. Because what, what you're saying is right. It's possible that we could be on some country Wayne shit. I get with a girl. I got all my kids working. We all Facebook, uh, Instagram stars or whatever. Yeah. Everybody bringing in money. Likelihood. It's, it's, it's not that. When you have a family, you have a wife, a lot of times you got to tap the brakes a little bit on your hustle, on your grind, just to make time for your kids, make time for your wife. I can't take this. Like Wayne was talking about it in an interview a while back. He said, it's plenty of concerts I didn't turn down. I'm getting paid 500000 a show, but I got to go to my daughter's birthday party, and they, and they want me to perform on that day. I can't do that. I got to go take care of my daughter. Or different things like that, those sacrifices that you got to make to where if that's not there, I can go get the money 100 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's what got to be factored in. And what I'm saying is, as a woman, even more so, but that would you got to sacrifice. But that would also mean, yeah, that would that would also mean too. You operating like single and also with no kids, right? Then, right. Okay, I feel like okay, yeah. But but yeah, dope dope conversation. I mean, but it's the the reason the conversation is dope is because you know people speak about relationships. Like you know, most people get into the relationship to build their financial wealth and, and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, in, in some instances that that is the case. Y'all combining incomes and y'all able to. Work it out, you know, the way, you know, you, you got more money coming in. But I feel like if you a go-getter, he talking about what's more lucrative. If you got a bag chaser, like a, a bag chaser getting into a relationship is going to have to tap the brakes. It's it's because it's impossible to maintain both. Yeah. It's impossible. But that's my take on it, man. Dope, dope conversation. Salute to uh, neat and, Nice and Neat Podcast. Them boys nice cooking. I've been seeing a lot of their stuff on uh, Instagram. Shout out to y'all boys. Salute man. to them. Um, you can't be 50-50 in a relationship as a man. You can't be. We're going to break this down and see what they had to say about that. You can't be 50-50 with a woman when she's on her period. That's a pain and that's a journey that she has to go through every single month that you don't participate in and that you can't be 50-50 in. You can't be 50-50 in the nine months when a woman is pregnant. That's a journey that she is going to take part of that you have no idea the emotions and the hormones and the changes in her body that she is going to have to go through and you can't be 50 50 in the moment when she has to give birth that is something that only a woman can do and you can't definitely be 50 50 in the 9 or 10 or 11 or 12 months after you can't be 50 50 in the time after when a woman gives birth and she has to breastfeed and she has that nurturing and loving relationship with a child so what you as a man have to do is you have to honor your duty as a man and hold space for her so that she can do that freely and she could do that in her feminine energy and as a result of that your baby will be rewarded and that he will have a masculine and feminine presence in his life and that is what creates a very healthy baby you can't be 50 50 you cannot be 50 50 in a relationship 
with your woman. Eventually, the scale is going to tilt. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree in those instances. Yeah, you have to take on a lot more of the relationship's duties when that's going on. I mean, that's part of that's part of life. There's certain instances where you have to take on more of the responsibilities. You have to give 90. She only got 10 in her because all her energy is going towards the nine of her being pregnant or whenever that week of her being on her mother motherly duties, mm-hmm. you know, she goes on an emotional roller coaster and, you know, us may not understand that. We'll never understand how that feels or what's going on with our, with our emotions or with their emotions. Uh, so yeah, you got to take on that role. Um, I don't have no disagreement with it really. I think she's right in those instances, but it can't be like, a. <clears throat> there's no times when a woman doesn't have to take on more responsibilities. Right. It's time when that man got to sit at work maybe for 16 hours and you got to be the head of the household. You got to take on 90 instead of his 10 when he come home from work. Wore out. Yeah. Tired. Can't do nothing. I can't help the kids with homework. Can't. I've, I've, I've been doing this. I've been working around the house. I've been trying to cut this damn grass. I got to fix the toilet. I got to fix the damn heater. There's always something around the house I got to do. You know, it's. It's, it's times where roles change and it's never 50-50. And relationship is never 50-50. Right. In all honesty, it's always shifting back and forth for who's taking more responsibility on certain tasks. So, yeah, I agree in those instances. PMS, mother nature, uh, babies, nine months pregnancy, postpartum pregnancy. Yeah, those are big things. Yeah. Those are. Oh, is it is it ever 50-50? <clears throat> nah, it's, it's never 50-50. Um, we both just have to do what's best for us and what's best for our partner in that moment, that day, that week, that month, whatever it is, you got to always make adjustments. And the scale always slides Mm -hmm. because every month is different. Every week is different. You may have more responsibility at your job for that week or so, you know, Um, like when you you have clothes or something like that. Mm -hmm. Kenny, you got shutdowns, you know, so it's only so much you can do at certain times. So if you have a partner, like, that's going to be affected on the back end, so they're going to have to pick up some slack wow. for however, home, uh, however long that is. Um, but I also think, I, I agree with what she's saying a thousand percent, um, but what's not spoken on too much is the flip side, which is the men. How the men are affected by those adjustments. And, you know, sometimes we need patience because that's a lot of things are new to us as well. You going through these things, just imagine, like, going through something, and you're supposed to be there for somebody, but you can't. There's only so much you can do. Right. All you can do is watch them go through it. You know what I'm saying? You can't even just fathom the pain they're going through or just the mental, the ups and downs, the emotions and all that stuff. And you're just sitting there like helpless. So um, on the flip side, too, men kind of need just a little patience and or some things just need to be explained a little bit better. Um, my girl wasn't feeling good the other day. And she told me a while back, like, I'm not feeling good. These are things that I like. So, you know, she was worried about what we was going to eat for dinner, stuff like that. And when Whatever she, you cook. When she, <laughs> you, sometimes it is. You're right. That's me. I'm big daddy. I don't care if you're but, sick. Get your ass so, in the kitchen. When, I, when she got home, I had food already. I got her some flowers. I got her the stuff that she liked. And, like, she was in a, you know, better mood. Even though she was still feeling bad, you know, it kind of kind of helped lighten up the mood a little bit. So, right. Um, 
Yeah, you just gotta gotta learn your woman. There are a lot of things that's just simply not gonna be 50-50, but that's on both sides. We, I mean, and we just gotta know how to work together, especially with your partner. You gotta learn the things that kind of gonna put them in a little bit better mood or the things that are gonna help them relax a little bit during certain times. But again, like I said, it's, and there are there are instances where we can't do like a damn thing. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the sucky part about it. As a man wanting to heal your woman, because we're we're nurturers too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we want to protect our woman, and we don't want them want to see them in pain. And they talking about how they back hurting so bad or stomach hurting, whatever it is. And it's like, damn, you know what? Can I can I touch you here? I touch you there? Sometimes you can't even touch them. You know, so um, that sucks too. You know, as a man wanting to not see my woman suffer. You know, so that's what I got. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think um, relationships ever fifty fifty. The man is always giving more. Always, it's, it comes with the job description. It's what you sign up for, right? And the reason being is that if you don't believe me, then ask yourself: Is the liability the same if it goes left? That's the true measure of who's at who's at risk more. It's like we all go in on a business. I put in fifty thousand. You put in ten. You put in twenty. If the business tanks, who loses more? Mm-hmm. So because of that, I have more responsibility than y'all have. That's just reality. That's just how it works. When you get into marriage or have a family, it's your man as a, you know, it's your job as a man to take care of them. Now don't get me wrong. Like your woman is gonna help you out, and she gonna support you, and she gonna you know do do what she can as far as getting the mission done, or she should. Do what she can as far as getting the mission done. But as a man, the buck stops with me. I got final decision making. I got to make sure that we got it. I got to be always thinking three steps ahead. I can't be making short-term emotional decisions because I just feel bad that day. I got to stay level. I got to stay focused. I got to stay locked in as to what it is that we trying to do, regardless of the chaos that's going on around me. I got to make sure that she's got it, you know, in ways that can, she can reach her fulfillment. I got to make sure that my kid is got it in a way in which they growing at the, you know, pace that, that we need her to grow and, and learning at the pace that we need her to learn or him to learn. All of that stops with me. I got to oversee all of that. And because of that, the relationship can never be 50-50. Because eventually, you know, just like you said, you're going to start having kids and things of that nature. And you may have a go-getter as a woman when she ain't got no kids. She in school. She working this job. She got this side business. She doing that. She bringing this type of money in. The fact is, kids changes women. It does in, in, in ways that a man could never understand because we don't go through it. Mm-hmm. We have to help them sort it out, sure. But that's different. That's like a somebody getting shot and then we got to go try to nurse them back to health. Yeah, it's, it's hard on us watching them suffer and all of that and we trying to help them and we don't really know what to do somewhere, but we just trying to get them back right. But we didn't take the bullet. <laughs> so we'll never really understand, you know, the 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 pain that that's causing or the, the effects that that's causing, the, the paranoia, the trauma, all of that stuff that come with it. We'll never get that. We'll never understand mm-hmm. it. We can't have kids. That is what it is. So because of that, and like I said, of what you signed up for, the relationship will never be 50-50. The man is going to always give more. And if that's not what you expect to give, don't sign up for the relationship. Simple as that. It's a fact. Um, so what do you say to the women that feel like they give more in their relationships? I would say go find a grown man. 
Mm. You with the wrong one. Because no grown man is going to allow you to give more. Like, we could even take it back to the, the dating stage. Who spends more money? Mm-hmm. Who comes up with most of the date ideas? Well, Marriage, who pays for it? The date ideas, they say, you know, they ain't creative. Pay for the dates, yeah. I'm talking about in the courting, in the courting. stage. When I'm trying to impress this woman, I'm trying to get her on my team. You as a man have to, for one, come up to her and initiate the conversation more times than not. Mm-hmm. You got to plan the dates. You got to go pick her up. You got to pay for them. All of these things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's that in the courting stage, and then we get into the relationship stage, and now who's going to pay most of the bills most of the time, even if y'all are going 50-50? The man is going to be paying most of the bills. It's more like 60-40, 70-30, and and 90-10 in some cases. But the the man is going to be paying most of the bills in, in that type of situation. So it's like all the way through, Again, it's your job to take care of that woman. Like, like you're responsible for her livelihood. So it's impossible for it to be 50-50. So, you know, that's, that, that's my take on it. But again, some, some men really feel like, you know, it should be that way or, or they have expectations of it being that way. And you are sadly mistaken. It's never going to be that way. Never. So step it up or date now. That's it. Or or just stay single. And then you can deal with women at your own beck and call because you're not responsible for their livelihood. Now y'all just yeah. dating, y'all just kicking it. That's that those are different dynamics. Right. But when True. we walk down that aisle and this is my wife and my kids, this is my family. It's my last name on this family. Mm-hmm. Y'all take what 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 come with that. What if he takes her last? <laughs> <laughs> it's the funny. <laughs> I switched it. I ain't even pressed the. <laughs> I know somebody that did that. You want to shout him out? You want to no, put him I ain't going to do that to my boy. That's crazy. Is that just less? Is he less of a man for doing that? If if he take her last name, then she is the breadwinner in the relationship. <laughs> she is the final call. You take her last name, she cheating on you. All right, y'all. Okay, now you had Now you, now oh, you, you yeah. wanted to introduce it. I just Let's go down the rabbit I hole. Just you get cheated on. I just Straight asked up. the question. You get paid. What if so, she takes your last name and still keeps hers? That's cool. Like, are you talking about with the iPhone? Yeah. Oh, nah, that's cool. But that's all good. yours is first, and then her original one is after. I mean, I don't really know. We, 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 we cutting hairs. We splitting hairs. Nah, I don't mean. What if you were. <laughs> what if. What fish? We got a fish. divorce, and I found a wife who was willing to subscribe to my program and take my fucking last name. Um, but yeah, so we're going to keep it moving, man. Um, speaking of masculinity and being a man and taking care of your family, man, masculinity creates safer environments. We're going to play this clip, man, get y'all a take on. This conversation where there are masculine black men, there are safer environments. And what do I mean? This whole toxic masculinity farce that people try to toss out here. The term toxic masculinity came from two Caucasian men. There we go again. Shepard Bliss and Robert J. Stoller. One of them happens to be a homosexual. So let's connect these dots here. So a homosexual Caucasian man is going to tell heterosexual nations of original men what masculinity is. Not possible. Number two, if that term came out and then it became overshadowing of what masculinity is, it blurs the lines of what true masculinity is and what it is not. So now what people perceive as masculinity is putting their hands on a woman, 
that's masculine. No, that's not what masculinity is. Masculinity would prevent a man from putting his hands on his woman. Mm. Masculinity protects the community. Masculinity raises and respects children. Masculinity secures women. Masculinity makes it to where you're not gonna step over here and not get checked if you don't operate properly. That's what masculinity is. Toxicity is the opposite of masculinity. You can't even put those together because the other thing is you knew it was an agenda because you never hear people talk about toxic femininity. Mm. But it's always toxic masculinity. Why? Because the agenda is to make the man weak. Because if you have weak men, you have women who are not going to be able to be protected. And therefore, mm. they are the prize mm. because we want to put our seed in them to perpetuate our existence. Mm. So if they don't have their security, remove the security. There are masculine black men. There are. Shout out to uh, Brother Rizzo Islam, man. Always dropping just. You be talking. <sighs> just gems and gospel, man. But what are y'all thoughts on what he had to say? Masculinity creates a safer environment. It seems like what he's saying is. Since being an attack on masculinity, people trying to throw toxic in front of it when a man is just being a man in terms of being masculine. Um, but do y'all agree? Do y'all you know, have any pushback as to what he had to say? I don't have any pushback. Um, what he says is a thousand percent facts. And I agree a thousand percent. Um, it's a lot of thoughts that I have in my head sometimes, you know, and, and there are many times I don't know just how to properly put them into words mm -hmm. um, because some of it, when I think about it, is it's a lot of just like hurt, you know, inside because I'm like a lot of men work so hard to be just solid individuals, but it, the smallest thing tears us down mm. or puts us in a bad light or like you can't express yourself in no kind of way, but, you know, women can say whatever they want, however they want to say it, but I try to tell you of male instinct and how men think and how men move and all this stuff to protect you. But then I'm being toxic or I can't tell you what to do because, you know, it's your body. So you can do what you want to do. Cool. So on the back end, when, you know, questions start arising about, you know, not being protected and, you know, not feeling comfortable, you know, it puts some men, you know, in a very uncomfortable position. I talk about that all the time. There are times where I don't know when to jump in in a situation. Mm. Like I say, I've used before, um, coming up, it was outside, it was a holiday or something like that. Me and all my family were getting ready to leave. It's a guy and a girl getting jumped. I mean, a guy and a girl fighting, and I want to go help her out. But my mom was like, no. Everybody was like, you mind your business. You don't mm. know what's going, what they got going on because – Two minutes later, they get in the car and ride off together. And it was an attack at a gas station recently, and a, a random uh, civilian tried to jump in and help the help the woman from getting beat. The boyfriend, you know, ends up shooting them, mm -hmm. and she gets in the car and rides off. You know, it's it's definitely a, a big agenda, and um, more men just got to start speaking up and, and keep speaking up because. They'll put these numbers out there acting like men aren't doing their job, especially black men. Mm -hmm. But black men are in the communities. And we are right now like the, the most active fathers mm -hmm. out of all the demographics. But they're not going to say that. You know, it's, and it's just putting people, especially black men, in a bad light. Um, but we don't help it, you know, at, at the same time. Even though it's a, it's a small group, like it's a very loud group. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people want to be like them and do the things that they do because they see the results that it gets from it. 
instead of, you know, thinking with their own brain. And it's, it's boring in a sense. It's boring to do the right thing. It's hard to do the right thing. It is. But it has to be done. Otherwise, it's going to be chaos. It's easy to get out there and try to sell drugs or rob somebody or not work hard and just be lazy. That shit is easy to do. But actually putting in the work, actually taking care of yourself, um, trying to dress just decent, trying to speak correctly, work out, just anything. Any, anything that you want to do is going to take work. It's going to require work. Mm. And a lot of people are just too lazy right now. But going back to the, I went on a tangent, but going back to the toxic masculinity, um, yeah, it's just the simple things men just can't do. In the moment that you speak up on it or the moment that you try to be a man, and put your foot down, you toxic because of that. And that's that, that don't be the case. We just not heard. And because somebody finally telling the truth to y'all, and it, it's a shock. So it's toxic because you don't want to accept it. That's that's really what it is right now. I just want to say before Kenny go that that was a very misogynistic rant. I just want to put it that out what there. It is. But go ahead, Kenny. <laughs> Do you feel like masculinity creates a safer environment, or is it as toxic as? You know, the media and others claim it to be in this era that we in. No, I just think the, a lot of people put masculinity on anything that a man does. Whether he's a good man or a bad man, it's just masculine. So if, if he beats on a woman, that's a man. He's too masculine. If he's, uh, you know, playing with his daughter, wearing a dress, when his daughter playing tea party, all that's feminine. But he's 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 not masculine, but he's doing the right thing as a man. What what do you want? Nobody knows under, knows what toxic masculinity is. Mm. Can't give a clear definition. I ain't heard one yet. It's just whatever the other side or the woman thinks is is bad to her, so you're toxic. You're you're showing toxic toxic masculinity at that moment. When it's really if there's toxic masculinity, there's toxic femininity. Right. But what's the definition of that? Nobody freaking knows. It's just whatever that person doesn't like at that moment. Now it's toxic masculinity And either they're going to ride that wave for as long as they can Until it's proven wrong And they find something else But I mean just having a masculine environment Is great for society Great for the community Because ain't nobody going to play around in that community they ain't, Don't miss the joke over there Don't play around You ain't come around mm-hmm. here selling no damn drugs You ain't mm-hmm. you ain't come out and run around You know egging people's houses Doing stupid, stupid crap playing with guns and all that You don't need that okay. Hey how you doing in school What your grades look like Okay, cool. I'm, I'm watching you from the back door. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on you, even though you ain't my kid. It's like you, my kid, right? Because you in my community, you in my neighborhood. Um, you, the the father is, is treating the mother right. You know, being a man of the household. You know, providing groceries and everything on the table while the woman is cooking the dinner, and you know, making sure they're getting the homework and stuff done. And, and it's it's a bond. It's a it's a give and take environment. Yeah, nobody's better than the other person. You know, everybody plays their role, but, you know, you we do have people in the community who ain't doing nothing. They're just lazy. A lot of people who aren't disciplined, they don't want to do nothing. They just want to get everything handed to them. Yep. And then they fall into this trap. Some women fall into this trap of, you know, getting with that man just because he looks good. Mm-hmm. And then find out that he ain't doing nothing. He's just being a bum now. He's, oh, you toxic masculinity. Yes. That's all I like. All that, man. All y'all are is toxic, whatever. Well, you bit into that toxic. You like that little toxic stuff. You like doing the wrong thing just to see if you can make it right. So. Hey, I don't know. I think, I think both of y'all crushed that, man. I think um, 
masculinity, all masculinity is is just infrastructure, boundaries, yep. rules. Yep. Yep. But the fact is, is that, you know, the older we get, the more we get away from, you know, people being willing to uh, kind of accept boundaries and rules. People feel like they can just do what they want to do. And there shouldn't be no consequences behind it. But just like y'all saying, true masculinity is setting the infrastructure. No, we're going to operate like this mm-hmm. in this area because this is what's best for everybody as a whole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sense of community is, is gone because of it. People don't feel comfortable, just like he said, Mr. Joe watching the neighborhood. People don't feel comfortable doing that now because now it's Me Too's going on. Yep. He paying too much attention. Wait, he watching my kid up? Wait, why is he Why he whooping my kid? Or why he grabbing my kid up like that? You ready to file a police report? Meanwhile, your kid out there acting a goddamn fool. Mr. Joe just trying to get him in line so mm-hmm. he can so, to protect the community as a whole. But people going to be way less willing to, to hear that than they was 40 years ago, 30 years ago, when that type of stuff was, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was looking out for everybody. It was a sense of community there. It was a lot of kids that grew up in households with no daddy, but they had people like Mr. Joe. They had people like Miss Joanne on, on the corner that was making sure that everything was running the way it was supposed to run. But that sense of community is gone. There's people that's in neighborhoods now that ain't never met their neighbors. I'm one of them. Never met either one of my neighbors. I, I come and go every day. And we see each other. It's a nod. It's a salute. And keep it pushing. But part of the reason that that is is because the masculinity is gone. Men don't feel comfortable being masculine no you more. You can't, bro. Like, I was just thinking about, too. I'm sorry I cut you off. But, like, mm-hmm. that shift of... Don't be touching my son. Don't be telling my son what to do. I'm his parent. Who who they come from? You know what I'm saying? Had it been other males that's going to respect other males, you're going to get your ass whooped. Right. We knew coming up, like, Kenny said, don't go back by Mr. Joe House or don't go by Mr. Wilson House or, you know, don't cut up. Don't be cussing over there because they don't play that. They're going to send your ass home or they're going to call your parents or something like call that. Call right up. Hey. Straight up. Hey. Straight up. He, I, I got him right here. I got him right here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't got that no more. But when we had it, man, it was it was, it was a great balance because kids would, you know, you know what you kind of act reckless, but at the same time, you would go to somebody else's house and they had structure. Like right. You see people having dinner together. And like, damn, like, that's mm-hmm. normal? You thought you wanted to see that shit on TV. Hey, you eating here tonight, Kenny? Yes or no? Right. Your parents know you eating. You call them up, say, say, tell them that you eating here. Thank no, we you. don't want you eating here and your mama didn't cook some food. You, you can't go home with a full stomach. Right. You ain't about to put that on me. <laughs> Straight up. Facts. Hey, street lights on. It's time for you to get to the house. Yep. You need me to, yeah, hop in the car. I'm going to drive you back drive to the house. Out. Exactly. You ain't yep. about to walk home by yourself. You ain't about to ride your bike. We'll put the bike in the back of the car or the truck, or whatever it is. You just keep it here in the garage for mm-hmm. the time being. It ain't, that shit like that don't happen no more. Because also, too, but part of that, too, is because we're not around us anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're moving into these other communities that's affluent, but, you know, it ain't us. But, you know. Shit, I, I grew up in a community that was black and white. Black and white. My next door neighbor was white. The other next door neighbor was black. Neighbor across the street was white. Miss Mary, the, the neighbor across the street to the other side, to the left, they was a white couple, didn't have any kids. I stayed mm-hmm. at all day houses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, I cut the, the guy next door to Mr. Mark, cut his grass every goddamn weekend. Mm-hmm. He had he knocked on the door and wake me up. <laughs> I had all black people around me. Hey, I mean, it didn't it didn't matter. It was just people there without cared but, about but each other. Facts, facts. About the community. That's very true. So very we true. used to play freaking capture the flag at 1 a.m. in the morning, going across the street to the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Come back, hey, everybody was safe. You ain't had no 
Your parents ain't had nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, you don't get no kickball tournaments, no dodgeball, no sideline pop, no. Or maybe it is, but I don't see it going on where I'm at. Not as often. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, just removing that mask. And then, like I said, just remove the structure, man. Man, don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable being men no more. And it kind of bleeds even into the relationships. That's why you got so many dudes willing to, you know what I'm saying, just appease to whatever his woman wants. Mm-hmm. He's scared to set precedent. No, we going to run this house like this. This, this, and this. I don't give a damn what you talking about because this is what's best for you. Now, again, you're going to take the input, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of dudes letting their woman control the relationship, mm-hmm. him included. No, she, you can't go here. You can't do this. It should be heard. But it's just, you know what I'm saying? So, like, as a, as a man, and niggas scared to push back on it because they scared they might get put on child support. They scared that she going to take alimony. She might leave and whatever. Like, this is these fears. They scared they ain't getting no ass. That's not scared they ain't getting no ass. Huh? So, you can't even be as masculine as you as you want to be. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think, you know, what, what you know brother was saying was a thousand percent right, bro. Like, masculinity got to come back, and it got to be unapologetic when it come back. I'm not talking about toxic shit. Just like right. you said, no, toxic yeah. is it shouldn't even be in the same phrase as masculinity. Those are two different things. Toxic is just degenerate behavior, mm-hmm. and that's on both sides of the fence. That ain't just tied to men, despite the fact they try to just tie to men. We get to speak about toxic right. femininity, and that's, whoa, what did you do to cause her to be? But that's another conversation for another day. You say he's a toxic male. Right. So, you know, nah, masculinity, true masculinity, being a grown man, being a man in your community, looking out for the kids in the community, like taking care of your family, raising your kids, being in the house for your kids has to come back, man, if we want to see society improve. But as long as there's an attack on masculinity, it's going to keep getting worse because it's just going to mean women are going to rise to power and women are too emotionally unstable to be leading communities. That's just what it is. So, you know, nah, true masculinity has to come back, but it it starts with us. It starts with being in your household. You know what I'm saying? It starts with being a man in your household. It's a lot of dudes that got kids running around that they don't take care of, that they ain't showing up to them football games for, that they ain't showing up to them PTA meetings for, them dance recitals for. They going to homies' vacation to wherever it is in the city, state, and you got kids you can take care of, but you out there and... Getting vacation time to do so and so shit. That shit pissed me off, and your homeboys ain't saying nothing to you. Not a damn thing. Ain't checking you on that. Yeah. So you know, until until that come back, this is what we gonna deal with. So yeah, bro, he was a thousand percent right in that man. We gonna get in a quick hit. So, man, speaking on the dynamics of his relationship, speaking of masculinity, making final decisions, man said that his wife comes to him for every damn thing. Mm. And I mean everything. How should he perceive that? We're going to play the clip. Get y'all take on it, man. She calls me. I talk to her. Hang up. Jalan says, Chanel call you for everything, huh? Yeah. Because she feels like... I can solve that problem. Day. Yeah. And here's the thing. This is the crazy part, bro. If you're not really in tune with the dynamic between you and your woman, you would think that it's annoying. And your perspective will be like, yo, it's annoying. She keeps calling me, asking me for something that I can't do nothing about. But then if you shift your perspective, bro, I look at it like, yo, I'm the one person 
that she she's wants to call for anything. Yeah, that's a privilege, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a privilege to be that for a woman. Yeah. You know, and me as a man, I welcome that because how pointless and worthless would I be if I had a woman and she wasn't doing that for me? She calls me. Say this woman come there for everything, man, and it's a privilege. <clears throat> it's not annoying like what, most men say. What part was that? Privilege. Uh, nice and neat podcast. Oh, nice and neat. Yeah, okay. I told you, man, the boys cooking. The boys be man. cooking, Salute man. To but yeah, what's your thoughts on it, man? Mm-hmm. I think if she's coming for maybe that value decision all the time, yeah, I mean, even though if she like made a, maybe she already made a choice and she just wanted to get your opinion on it, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's for everything, yeah, I, th- I think that's beneficial because she really trusts your opinion or. Uh, trusts your perspective, values it highly, you know. But if it's she can't make one damn decision on her own, yeah, we have a problem. We got a problem. <laughs> we got a problem, dog. You got to be able to make some type of decision on your own. Like you can't come to me and say, "Hey, should I do this?" What do you feel? I don't know. I'm only gonna do it because of you. What? No, you got to be able to make a decision on your own, and then whatever comes after it. Hey, how do you feel about me making? This certain such and such decision. Oh, I think you did right or you did wrong, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But I'm not the one for everything. I got to make every choice for you. Nah, bro. Hmm. Oh, is he is he wrong in his assessment that that's a privilege when your woman comes to you for every single thing? Uh, I'm I'm trying to look at it from all angles, and. I'm leaning more towards no, this is not an issue. Um, I think it, I mean, it, it is a privilege. It is definitely a privilege. Um, but like Kenny said, it can't be about every single thing, like the most minute things, like what you feel like eating that day. Like if it's you on lunch or something, you know, <laughs> we're not together. Babe, um, I'm thinking about this or I don't, what you, what you in the mood for? Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but the important decisions, absolutely. Come to me, um, you know, get my opinion on it. Um, I respect it. I think that is important because you've created that 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 room and that space for, for her to come to you just to kind of see what you feel about it. You know, she was thinking about doing something, and she just wanted to run it by you real quick. You know, I think that's honorable. Um, but to just lay everything on me, uh, you know, thinking from, from the man's side, you know, for some, when they don't understand it, like God damn, bitch! What something else? Yeah, come to me again. You can't make like you know. It starts to start to kind of question them, I guess. But I don't, I don't think it's bad. It's not bad. It's a privilege because you've created that space for her to just want to be sure this this is the best decision or the right decision before she does it. Yeah, I think it. You know, it shows signs that your woman respects you. You know, when she's coming to you for that, you know, I say it, man. Like your your woman has to look up to you in the relationship, or it won't work. It's as simple as that. If she feels like she makes the final decisions or, you know, she feels like, well, I know better than he does. I'm smarter than him. I make more money than him. You know, I'm 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 more adept at, you know, guiding us in the right direction than he is. The relationship would never work because she doesn't respect you. But I think in this type of situation, the woman respects this man greatly. She coming to him for everything. Like, again, that's your job as a man is to guide. And create infrastructure and create that space for that woman to, you know, kind of bathe in her femininity. Like, just bask in it. Just, ah, just my man. My man, my man, my man, my man. Nah, but 
Y'all a thousand percent right though. Me personally, that would annoy the hell out of me. I'm just be honest. Uh, hopefully, I can teach you enough to where you can begin to think for yourself in certain situations. You would be, you should know me enough to be able to know what I would say mm. if you're paying enough attention to your man, mm. right? Because we done had these talks and you done came to me a hundred times before about certain things and just chopping it up. You knowing my mindset, knowing my ideology on different situations, you should be able to surmise what I would say. But if you can't. Then now I got a question. Okay, are you just being, I guess, like childishly belligerent, or are you just I have no critical thinking? You literally dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> Either one of those is not gonna work for me. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, but you know, in terms of big decisions, hell yeah, I'm I'm your man. You need to come to me for everything, even if it's just involving you. If it's a big decision for you. You come to me. I'm your man. I'm gonna make sure that I'm that I'm guiding you in the right direction because I'm gonna look at it from as objective of a place as possible. And that's the issue with women. A lot of times, it's hard for them to do that because they're so emotional. They tie their emotions in, into the decision. Mm-hmm. So as a man. We looking at it like, okay, X, Y, Z. This is this. This is that. This is this. What makes the most sense? X. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn what's going on over here. This makes the most sense. So this is what you should do. Now, again, the woman going to do what she want to do on the back end, but she should be able to come to her man to get that, you know, firm guidance, counsel. Fact is, though, a lot of men in a relationship spend too much time asking a woman what she want. Damn. And, you know, in comparison to giving her direction. So she don't even feel comfortable coming to you for situations because all they're going to say is, well, baby, whatever you want to do. Well, baby, what do you think we should do? Well, if you feel, you know what, hey, go, that's what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? But you don't want to step on no toes. Exactly. And that's, again, that's going back to the past topic, mm-hmm. people scared to be masculine, scared mm-hmm. to be men, scared to accept that, that, you know, that responsibility that comes with you taking care of that woman. Scared to make final decisions because if it go left, you're gonna be questioning like, or you gonna you fear she gonna question you as a man. But you know, real men, grown men, lean into that, accept that, That's a fact. take that on the chin. Hey, this this what we should do. And if it go bad, it's my fault because I told you to do it. That's what grown man is. But you know, if your woman feel comfortable enough coming to you with that type of stuff, then you then you doing your damn job. Or you got a complete dummy like Kenny said, and you need to get rid of her. But, you know, you as a man should be able to make that assessment. Um, and if you pick the dummy, that's still on you. So it's always your fault at the end of the day. Who's I the big dummy? <laughs> Dumb and dumber. I Tell definitely had that issue dumb. when I was young, when I was much younger, trying to just to make sure she was happy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's cool, baby. You know, it's all good. To just saying, no, this is stupid. Or no, maybe that's stupid. That's the, you know, no, it's stupid. Like that. It's stupid. But I don't like it. No, you didn't even get a chance to think about it. You're right. I didn't. I don't know. You know, instead of... That's what you should be doing, putting your foot down more. Yeah. But, you know, they, they'll, they'll respect you more. And then they're going to soften up and try to bring it to you a different way or something. But just always, you know, saying yes and trying to keep her happy. No, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you in the end. Whatever you want, experience. babe. Right. Whatever you like. What you think? That happy wife, happy life <laughs> is bullshit. I think Jerome about to be in his guts. <laughs> I'm going to the grocery store, babe. Don't worry. <laughs> Whatever you think, baby. Um, all right, we're gonna keep this thing moving, man. It was a controversial conversation that was had about a woman who said that she would rather be a mom before a wife. Of course. 
Of course. I don't, I don't like how quick you you, you stamp that off. Yeah. We agree. see it a lot. Right. <laughs> we see it a lot. <laughs> so we're going to get the context as to what she meant by don't that. Don't flame me up. I'd rather be a mom before I be a wife. Really? Period. That is very interesting. Wow. I'd just rather cater to a child than, than a husband. Than a husband. And when you're a wife. You don't need to get married. No, no but when you, you just think when you're a wife, you're a hey, wife, yeah. you're a mom, and you, you still have to find time to be yourself. And I'd rather just find time to be a mom and just be myself as of right now. Okay. And well, I get it. I'm yeah, gonna tell I'm you not, this thing is on It's just I'd rather be a mom right now. So that's a very interesting point of view. Yeah. No, I get I'd rather be a mom before I be a wife. That's selfish. That is very selfish. She basically feel like a child you can just pick up and put down. That's what it seemed like. Because she can just. She go, feel like a child. A child is a less of a responsibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's wild. Bro. Somebody that solely depends on her. Oh, you brought a <laughs> whole nother life into this earth, and you just say, "Hey." It makes sense, bro. It's harder to. Be a wife and, you know, cater to somebody else while they're catering to you. Right. I'd rather just have me a kid and don't have to worry about them 24 <laughs> 7, feed them, bathe them, house them, give them guidance, raise them to be good human beings. She must have already got babysitters in place. Ho- hopefully, hopefully it's not a boy because I'm still going to teach them masculine traits because somehow I'm, I'm masculine or whatnot. I'm gonna find some other man that I'm gonna be dating to treat him masculine, masculine traits, and man, that's wild, man. That's actually very insane and very sad for the community. But we see it all the time. Yep. Women rather have a kid because that's what they strive for nowadays. Being a mother, that's the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. It's not being a wife. It's not getting a ring on your finger. It's not going the proper steps of you know, wife then kid. It's kid. And hopefully I get married. That's crazy. When you actually put it in perspective and just think about it and the effect that that has as a whole. Because just, I ain't even think about her. Think about the effect that's going to have on a kid. Yeah. That's why it's selfish. And, and, and they've seen it. And that's why they do it. Because they've seen it growing up. Yep. My mom did it. Mm-hmm. Look how I turned out. Totally right. Exactly. <laughs> right. My ass was struggling. So if I go through it with the plan somewhat. I plan on having you without a dad. <laughs> that is crazy. Without your father being there twenty four seven. But it goes back to the the perception of, you know, how a lot of women That's are toxic. teaching men to be. That is very. I mean, toxic. teaching their daughters that men ain't worth nothing. Mm-hmm. So all her life, her daddy probably wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Um, and as a whole, her mindset on men always been warped. And a mama feeding it to her, hey, these men only want you for one thing. These men come to smash. You don't trust no man. Don't even, don't trust your uncles. Don't trust these. Don't trust that. So when this woman goes out into the world, she done been programmed to think just all men ain't worth nothing. It's going to be super skepticism. It's going to be like a barbed wire fence that's 50 foot high for a man to even have a chance in being in a relationship with her. And that's what shapes that mindset. The notion, the, the misinformation, just like I was talking about earlier. You know, especially in regard to black men, right? All oh, they terrible dads, they lazy, they got no work ethic, they don't want to do this, they don't want to do that. So all of these things are getting burned into her mind and burning the kids of our generation's mind. 
So that's why they so comfortable with that being an arrangement, because with that being an arrangement, I got in there, I had the sex I wanted to have, I got the kid that I wanted to have, I just want to, you know, extend my family, I don't want to take care of no man, I'm not his mama, man ain't worth nothing, he ain't going to do nothing but come in and cheat anyway, because all men cheat, all men going to leave, all men going to this, so let me just beat them to the punch, and say, you know what, I don't even want the man at all, I just want the kid, and I'm good, because this is how I'm going to end up Anyway, hmm. that's the mindset. Don't even care about the kid's life. Because they are delusional enough to believe that a man is not necessary to raise a kid based on what you just mm-hmm. said. My daddy wasn't there. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I turned out okay. Don't even read the stats. Though. <laughs> so, you know, again, there there is an attack on masculinity. Damn, that might be the theme of this show, but there's an attack on masculinity. As and, to well. and I think they want to have kids with men they don't want to be married to. Mm. Mm. Why? Why though? They're just so by the looks of him, the money, maybe the money he has, just the swagger he has, but they know that he's just not a husband type. He's just not husband material. So he's not husband material. But she has a part of him. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so I can I can tie myself to him forever. Dumb as hell. <laughs> I feel I do feel that way. I could because, be wrong, you know. Because, right? That's just my opinion, you know. Because having a man is going to require some structure, and it's going to require some discipline. But you having a kid, you still control the situation. You can control the narrative on how things go. So that's a lot easier to do versus you know building with somebody. Facts, though. I mean, sad. yeah. I mean, and yeah, you're right. And and what Kenny is saying is right in terms of. Tying themselves to him because the man that I want would never want to settle down with me. I want a one percent man. I want a man that's making one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand. I want a man that's six three. I want a man that's you know super tough, but he's super intelligent and super articulate, but feminine and you know I understands feminine nature and things. And I want a I want a superhuman. Mm-hmm. But this man has a lot of women that are on his jacket. Right, he's, so he's gonna choose me exactly. So, so me knowing that he's probably not gonna settle with me, if I could at least get a kid from him, I'll always have an attachment to him. And I always get some money. They ain't gonna say, "Oh, I just want the kid with a bum." Yeah, you know, child support is coming after that, of course. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense in comparison to the the alternative, right? Me settling with a man who may not be as lit as that. But he's a grown man, you know what I'm saying? Maybe 5'10", mm-hmm. 5'9", whatever, go to work. You know, he's making 60, 50, 60, 70, somewhere around there. And he's a, y'all living a above average to average life. Most women don't want above average to average. They want exceptional. And not only want, but if the man ain't exceptional, we can't be in no serious situation. And it'd be, it'd be so short-sighted because it ain't like you can't be exceptional. Right. That's just where you're at in that moment. Right. That's it. If you get somebody who's just as hungry as you, who, you know, is working just as hard as you, who got a, a, a similar vision, like, y'all going to get to that spot in no time. Because you, you got somebody though? with you. You know what the wild part is, though? It's a lot of them women coming to that situation, and they, they don't even work that hard. They want somebody to work harder. No, that's a fact. That's, that's, that's called the truth. That's very true. To, especially with that mindset, they don't work that hard. So it's like you want a man to come in. They there. tied, B. <laughs> they tied. They tied again. What you told us, on, B? Said, what you told us, B? They, they are tired. tired. I was talking tired about quality women. Right I was talking about the deep, deep, deep holes out there. I'm talking about quality women. Tired of getting cheated on. I'd rather just have the baby. 
Nut in me. <laughs> Fill me up. Fill me up. <laughs> I can pop him out. That's horrible, man. I don't need you for nothing. Oh. But that money and the kid. Right. God and then they don't want you to tell the kid nothing. No, you can't raise my kid. Mm. I'm saying. I just want you for the baby. No, you can't raise my kid. But my you can, kid. But you can definitely give me the money for your kid. Thanks. My kid. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Shit is insane, man. How you gonna tell me how to raise my kid? That's my seed too. But that's the thing. Even most women, when they talking about the kid, they, it's my kid. Mm-hmm. It ain't our kid. It ain't our son. That's my son. But again, it goes back to what they seen growing up. They didn't watch it. They mama had these arguments with men. Whether it's their daddy who was half ass there or the, the new man who come in and try to say the infrastructure and she put a halt to that. No, you ain't talk to my son like that. I'm talking to my daughter like that's my kid. So they grow up doing the same damn thing. And they're comfortable with that dynamic. That shit, that shit is crazy. I, like we man, we sad, we, we, we really we really messed up as a society, man. I, I'm like when you really just sit down and just take a step back, look at it from a macro perspective, we are <laughs> In horrible straits mm-hmm. as a society. And they winning up top. They they eating off all this shit. Jesus Christ. That girl said with a straight face and context that she felt like was articulate. I want to be a, a mom before I be a wife. I'd rather cater to my kid than cater to a man. Mm-hmm. She said motherly duties are way easier <laughs> than wife duties. She can't mm-hmm. have kids. She can't. That's crazy. It's, it's impossible. She can't have kids. I think that's the first time I've ever heard that. So all you stay-at-home moms, I don't want to hear nothing. Right. <laughs> she just voided all that. Y'all got it easy. She don't speak for mom. us. Nah, I, I claim your homie, baby. Claim your homie. All right, man. Speaking of kids, we're going to get to the last one of quick hits, man. It was a man that was speaking about how he don't like telling his kids no, man. Mm. He was on a pod. I think it was uh, – well, I ain't going to guess. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to play it, and I want to get y'all take on his perspective. What do you think that we should work on for you? Start with dad. You could take us somewhere from places. You know, in, in, in that standpoint, I, I agree. But, you know, the last couple months has been hard for daddy. And I try not to let you and your sister see that. Things is going to get better. Mm-hmm. And you and your siblings can, we can't get back to our normal lives. Mm-hmm. Instead of telling you no, I just try to brush it off because I don't like telling y'all no but it's times that daddy don't have it and I can't afford to take all of y'all at once but I'm trying mm-hmm. yeah. and it's it's it's, um, it's going it's, it's, it's to be back mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be back oh yeah yeah definitely yeah This is good, babe. This is really good. I'm glad that's what I told you to talk today. You can talk to your father. Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you. Your sisters, your brothers, trying his best. Anything you think I should work on? What you think I should do? The same thing. What? Exactly. Pick up some slack, ho. <laughs> what the hell you mean? Pick up some slack, You can talk ho. to your daddy about anything. Why do you let your kids come talk to your husband about why he can't provide for them financially on certain things? If you notice as his as his as his wife, you should step in and say, "Hey, kids, your daddy can't get that. Don't go asking your daddy for nothing. Don't go asking for that piece of candy. You can't get it. Come ask me. I'll let you know." 
Really? Don't put don't put him in a predicament to where he has to break down emotionally in front of his kids like that. You gotta pull off that that superhero cape. I mean, it's let him go handle what the struggles that he got going on in the outside world right now. And you take care of what's going on in the household. And you just sitting there. Were they in the car? No, nah, they was on a they was on a stage. That was just hilarious. And she was talking to her her baby father. Mm-hmm. And you know, apparently, you know, the kid been having oh. some some issues and things of that nature. And you know, he wanted to have a have a conversation with his with his dad. So she set it up, you know, the way they could have a conversation. But they recorded it, and and this is how it you know came out. You know, the dad was telling him, you know, hey, I don't, you know, I don't like telling y'all no, man. But it's just you know, right now, it's, times is just rough for me. I ain't, I ain't got it, you know. And every time I got to tell y'all that. It breaks me down mm. as a as a man, so I would rather say that I'm trying, I'm trying to get it done. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I can't deliver, and you know, but I, I just don't want to tell y'all no because you know I don't want it to affect how y'all how y'all view me. Mm. So that was that was his take on it. Um, but so that was a baby daddy, not a man. Yeah, baby daddy. Yeah. Oh man, it's even worse. That's <clears throat> mm-hmm. even worse. And me to me. Mm-hmm. I could be, you know, maybe somebody give me a better answer about their viewpoints on it. But I just that's that's just the worst setup to make the baby daddy or the father look so vulnerable in front of his kids like that. Yeah. Financially. That he can't provide and then now it's to the whole damn world at that. And just hilarious. She got a bag. I was, so was looking about to say so that she especially can, when she can provide. She can yeah. provide everything like, she wants. When we go to mama's house, we can do XYZ. Right. When we go to daddy's house, we can't do the same thing. And she just sat down with the, the baby daddy and said, Hey, you, you know, kids say they don't know they want this and said daddy couldn't get it. What's going on? Well, hey, I can't get it right now. I'm just, you know, I'm financially struggling right now. Can you help me out by, you know, keep them on the low or, you know, doing something to help out the the kids as a whole, because I think that just that viewpoint is like, maybe it's a good impression to see the the, the man in the, a vulnerable state. Maybe that helps the younger boy be vulnerable along the way in the future. But to me, I just think that just puts a, a negative light on a dad being like, oh, daddy ain't got it. Right. I ain't never asked him. <laughs> daddy broke. Daddy, daddy broke. Job. My dad broke. Let's go ahead of you. That's crazy, but that's real. What's your thoughts, though? But also, man, this is, not, and I'm saying this about Jesse Lairs in particular, but just women um, that act a certain way just in general when it comes to, like, the kids. Because if it was the flip side and the daddy had it but the mama didn't, the daddy would make sure the kids still went on the field trip or whatever they were doing. They going to amusement park, whatever. He going to make sure it's done. Mama ain't got it. I'm going to send a little three, four hundred to. But when it's the other side, it's like, why isn't that being reciprocated? If these are our kids, even if that man is in a, a lesser financial situation than the woman is, like, this is for the kids. Right. It's not for you. So I just wish we, you know what I'm saying, get better at that. You know, I don't know when that's going to happen. But if we just looked at it as a whole, that just makes better experiences for our kids. Now, of course, you're not going to be able to do everything all the time. Cool. Um, I get that. But... You know, maybe it's, I'm thinking maybe there was some material that they wanted. Maybe it could have been some shit. I know. What, like I need to know what you it, could what, be creative and still make have the kids have fun. What was it that they were asking for that he just couldn't That's say what no I'm saying. to? It had to be some material that he had to really pay How for. How much spoiling are they doing to these kids? Where they, everything they get is yes. Right. Every time they want something. 
Yeah. That's where I was going with it. Yeah, that's where the context is missing, mm-hmm. man. But I think you know, I, I think you're getting to a to a to a good point. Both of y'all are in regards to we need to do a better job of protecting other parents' image. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not prioritized enough, especially on the woman's side. Like I done seen women who got, you know, baby daddies and stuff, and they talking to the kids just down in the baby daddy. Oh, your daddy ain't worth nothing. He ain't this. He ain't that. He don't got no money. He broke. He out there messing with a bunch of women. He don't love you like that. If he, or he would be mm-hmm. here and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But I done seen men in that same situation with women who ain't worth a damn thing, and the dad still would not badmouth that woman. Mm-hmm. To his kid ah, Hey man Your mama trying man She just You know She just going through some stuff But she gonna be back around She she still love you She still love you You know what I'm saying Or he just won't speak on her at all But you know A lot of women man Just bad mouth The dad And that creates a, a picture in that kid's head Like your kids Should look at both of y'all Like superhumans bro They should And But far too often People let their personal relationship Get in the way of you know, protecting each other's image. Now, if you just got a man who ain't worth a damn thing, then I'm not saying big him up. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is let the kid make their own, right? you know, um, have their own perception mm-hmm. as to who that person is. You shouldn't be shaping it, is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? But oftentimes, that right there is the case. And it may not be as blatant or it may not be, but it's just it's little things. It's a, uh, oh, he's supposed to come get you. He didn't come. Right. Mm. Right. Oh, okay. Mm. Right. Little things like that, you know what I'm saying, can can affect the whole situation, especially in, when in a lot of them scenarios, the mom is doing everything she can to keep the kid away from the dad because he got a new girlfriend or because he got this. Like, it was a clip that, that went viral the other day. It was talking about one was bragging about $1,200 in child support. Now, it was probably a skit. But- she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I need every penny of my money. You done, you brought this new ass, this random ass girl around my son, and da 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 da. She ain't here with you today, and I see this is what I'm talking about. Da da da. You know, I need all twelve hundred my stuff every month or every week. I can't remember what it was, but that was the like motivation. That's for the the vitriol mm-hmm. she had. That happens a lot. To where as a man move on, but why he's single? Oh, they great. Co-parent is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He come and pick the kid up. It smiles on both faces. Hey, man, appreciate it. Blah, 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 blah. Keeping it pushing. But the second he pull up with that new girl, it's an issue now. Now, she busy or she out of town. Right. On his weekend. Right. Shit like that. But, Y'all women be evil, But bro. then that don't get communicated to the kid. All the kids see is my dad. I'm supposed to be my dad this weekend. Mm-hmm. He's not here. Mm-hmm. He didn't come get me. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, we we as a whole, man, we just got to do a better job of protecting the parent's image. If the if the parent ain't worth nothing, the kid going to see that. And they're going to shape their own perception of it. But don't do it for them. And a lot of times that's what happened. But just like in this situation, just like Kenny was saying, like if, if just got the bag like that and it's something material, send that man that 500 through cash up and let him buy that for his kid. That ain't that, that's no money to you. Hypothetically speaking, again, I, I don't I don't know their they scenario, but I'm saying if the situation, if that's how it is, mm-hmm. if that's what's being argued over, again, protect that dad's image if he trying, which he clearly is, mm-hmm. or else they wouldn't even be having that conversation. Right. But you know, they trying to go to Disneyland. They want some some big big. I don't I don't know what no, I don't brings know. up that conversation or not. Like you tell your kids, you ain't got it. And you need the baby mama to to set it up for you. What? 
That's tough, man. Mm-hmm. That's tough, man, because it, cause it's so many dads out here that's, like, really trying, man. Mm-hmm. And they may not be where they need to be financially, but they still giving what they can. They showing up help for, to every event that they need to be at, you know what I'm saying, picking their kid up on, on the weekends that they supposed to get with them, and they still don't get the respect they deserve, bro. And that shit is just crazy to me, man. Like, I, I, I never understand that because I couldn't see that happening. If me and my wife got divorced tomorrow, I would not have a negative thing to say about her in front of my daughter. I don't care what we going through. That's your mama. I understand that, but that's your mama. Your mama love you. Whatever. We couldn't get this done. She couldn't do it. Whatever. That's your mama. She love you. You talk to her. Mm-hmm. You got some questions? You talk to her. Mm-hmm. I did, but, but I'm still trying to understand the whole setup of how they, she had to set up the conversation with the kid and the father. Why he couldn't just have a conversation between the kids himself. Off camera, you talking about? Off camera, or even, yeah, off camera, or whatever yeah. it is, but like what? Well, I mean, she's a, she's Maybe a content for a show. creator. So oh, so for a show? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah she, a, she a content creator. And he agreed to that? <sighs> Who knows, man? Like, <laughs> it might be a bag and play, big dog. I, you never know, know. Never whatever. Know. Like I said, you, you never know what be going on with these content creators, but... But yeah, as far as the dynamic, that's why I don't even like to make it personal because I don't know what the hell right, going yeah. on in their personal life. I'm just talking about that that dynamic we see it mm-hmm. way too often. We don't do a good enough job of protecting the other parent's image, and that, and that got to change. Because maybe I I don't want somebody else calling my kid, or my kid calling somebody else dad. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga be hands on side. <laughs> hands, fam. <laughs> <laughs> I wish That was a good one kid. That was good I wish I would hear that shit You just met this man three weeks ago How you calling him dad? It's gonna be a physical altercation Cause this is what's gonna happen I'm sorry I'm single <laughs> and, and kidless And kidless <laughs> Straight up man Oh that note We gonna get into advice Kylo <laughs> Crazy here. Like, my whole mood just about it. <laughs> my trail just being immature and he's not like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all that. Like I said, it's going to be a physical altercation if I hit it. That's oh, happening. Shit. That's just what it is. What? <laughs> you get beat up. Masculine. <laughs> Then it's gonna be a shooting <laughs> that happens, but it's gonna be some that's, type of retribution. And she said, "Get him, daddy," but you don't know <laughs> which one she talking about. Yeah, and you don't want the girl to get beat up. You say, "Daddy, I hear wild." He gonna see the whole clip. He goes, "You crazy?" He gonna shoot the kid first. Playing with me like that, you got to be crazy. Uh, first one, man. KJ, Patreon. What's good, man? They say, what's good, crew? It's KJ. And my OT intro voice. Girl, sit down. You too old for your whole face. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to her. He say, uh, not a relationship question, but a podcast one. I recently had one of them debates about religion and was hit with the black people got Christianity during slavery. My response was, how do you know this? And they said, social media. I don't care if it's true or not. I got to thinking how we pick and choose what parts of history to believe. Do we ever really change our minds or do we look for something that matches how we feel and say that is a fact? 
If you were black and church was always felt uh, off to you, you could you can hear something on TikTok to justify your feelings. Uh, it can be a lie or just misinformation. And to that person, it's the law now. I think we can agree that most people are not doing deep research. And even then, why do we believe some old stories but then say the moon landing was fake? I know this is long getting to my point, but as podcasters, do you think about how the things you say will be told as fact rather as wrong or right? Kevin Samuels, rest in peace, used to use way more stats than you all. But how many people do you think researched what he said or took his words to be fact for whatever reason? That's my question as podcasters. Like, how do y'all how do you all feel about that? When people argue with the family on the holidays or in the break room at work, they're using y'all to support their point. Y'all like Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Hope y'all can understand what I'm asking and keep up the good work. Y'all, <laughs> y'all real ones. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So how do y'all feel about people just running with what they they favorite influencer or what they favorite source of information says as fact rather than doing the research? Do y'all feel like that happens too often or, or like what's your thoughts on that dynamic? Mm-hmm. If I don't say it's facts, then it ain't no damn facts. That's just <laughs> right. my opinion. Right. Yeah. Mostly everything I say is my opinion or something, an experience I went through mm-hmm. that became fact for me because that's the experience that I went through. Mm-hmm. There can be facts for certain experiences, and you could have the same experience and not have what I had. True. Mm-hmm. Have the same outcome. So, you know, what I say on this podcast is from my opinion and what I experienced, not based on my facts, unless I come up here and say, hey, this is facts from this point right here. This is. Unless it's a basketball game and I could see this person put up 18 points, mm. nine rebounds, seven assists, everything else is, you know, my experience and, you know, my opinion. When it comes to religion, I don't get into no religion debate. Yeah. Everybody has their own opinions of religion. You can't change somebody's thoughts on religion. It's hard. Maybe you can, but most people you can't. It's just like their government stance. You can't do that. I don't get into those debates because everybody is stuck on who they like and who they don't like. And it is what it is. But. Yeah, my what I say on here is just my opinion. If people run with it as fact, maybe they had the same experience as me, and that's why they believe it as facts. Confirmation bias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on it, though? How do you man. feel about people taking what you say on here as God's honest fact, fresh out the Bible, man? Cause coming from the realest nigga around. No, yeah, I mean. It's coming from experience, I mean, and think, and then looking at the position that you're in today, um, for the most part, people will, you know, kind of lean towards your side. Because especially if, if you're talking from a place of experience and you can provide some context behind it or um, just sharing experiences in general, I think a lot of people can relate. Now, uh, going by what I say as fact or as a law, I wouldn't advise that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Took a lot of L's, baby. Took a lot of L's. Well, Otis said, Otis Otis ain't say that. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, some some stuff is is for content purposes, but then, of course, you know, when we do add in data sometimes, sometimes the data is skewed. They may have asked 3,000 people, like, from a certain demographic or a certain area, a certain town, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes the data can be skewed. So the best thing you can do is if somebody does say something, is go and just do your own research. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're going to have different um, people kind of cater to your your thought process or things like that that sound good, but also hear the, the other side too because there's going to be just as many facts from the other side a lot of times. So you And then from there, you kind of got to, you know, Base your decision off that. That's what I've always done. Because, like he said, like going going into church too, like they would definitely, you know, at times push a certain agenda 
or certain topics that they stay on heavily for a certain amount of time and things like that. So, I mean, you just believe what you want to believe because at the end of the day, you have to live for you. And, you know, a lot of times with, with all religions, they'll want you to kind of believe in their way and only way. And they tell you about how the world acts and how the world is this way. And, but if you holy and this and that, then this is how you should be. When a lot of times, a lot of them are hypocrites. Mm. I would say 98% of them are living hypocrites. Is that facts? I said I would say. It's so it's an OT no. fact. OT fact. Drunk facts, drunk facts. There's a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people drink, pastors be pastors, they be drinking, pastors be gambling, people in the church that's praising every day, they still lying and cheating and everybody's, you know what I'm saying, not living exactly how they how they say they are. So my thing would be just, just be a good person and live as close to right as possible. Don't be trying to scam people and rob people and kill people. And just the basic stuff that you know you shouldn't be doing. Outside of that, you got to live for you. Whatever religion you choose, whoever you believe in, that's on you. I think at the end of the day, everybody kind of has a common goal in a sense. They just don't want to have chaos. So everybody has to... What's <laughs> 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 got making the band outside? <laughs> I was trying to talk to him. has got Kid Rock out there. <laughs> Hold the steps. Kizzy, go upstairs with that. Go upstairs to your room. You're too loud, okay? Uh, Kid Rock, Coldplay. <laughs> jamming out there. My baby gonna be a rock star. Uh, what you saying, bro? Everybody got their own beliefs and stuff that they want to <laughs> follow and stuff, so. <laughs> Kizzy said, wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap that shit up. Man. Man. <laughs> crazy. Um, man, if I say it, man, it's gospel truth, man. Let me put this shit on the table. Uh, but, I mean, I, as far as like hardcore fact, man, I don't believe nothing this hardcore fact that you ain't see with your own eyes, man. All these books that we quote, all these researches that we researched, that came from human study. And the fact is, humans are error proof. <laughs> I mean, error prone. So, I mean, we can't take nothing that's just hardcore, just blood fact unless you see it yourself and your experience. That's why on this podcast we speak from experience, man. A lot of it is is is, is anecdotal. That's why we don't use stats because we don't know where the damn stats came from. <laughs> These people be quote stats like it's the Bible. Like they like they sit there with, that, with the every hood interviewed, every single person, 70% of da-da-da does this, 80% of da-da-da does this. You know, I think that was 1,500 people in that in that research study. It's ten billion on Earth, or however many it is. So, no, we gonna we gonna speak from from what I know, speak from what I've seen, speak from what I've lived. That's where the, the information is coming from, and that's the problem. A lot of these people that's giving advice, influence, and things of that nature, these motherfuckers ain't lived nothing. They're telling you what they researched from them fifteen hundred people that got interviewed in Iowa. <laughs> July ninety <laughs> percent. My ninety percent of people in Dayton. You interview fifteen hundred people from Iowa, and you talk about. That's what I'm saying, bro. And that's that's the part of this shit that's just sickening to me. If I'm gonna be honest, 
Because a lot of people be running with what these people say is gospel. So much so that, like, they be using it in debates and, and shit with you. It's just like, they just be quoting stats that, that they heard. Okay, well, what? who who conducted the study? I don't know. But I heard I heard Kevin Samuels say, oh, I don't know. But I heard this person say it in the red pill. I heard this person say it in the blue pill. So 70% of this, 30% of that, 40% of that. Who conducted the study? How many people was involved? Where did it come from? Nigga, nigga pull up an a article... On a website from a company you never even heard of. You know what I'm saying? So, man, no, man. Don't take what nobody says as a thousand percent fact. You take it as a point of reference. And you go get another point of reference and another point of reference and another point of reference. And you formulate your own goddamn opinion. That's it. That's and how people write, read, uh, do books. Whenever they're doing research books, they're going to go back and... Find because it's it's easy to cite things. All you gotta do is go to somebody that has something common like you and go back and cite it and put it in your own words. Man. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna move right along, man. The next one this is from Xavier Patreon. Don't say my name. Uh, he says, man, I have to ask personal question. I understand if you don't respond, who is more at fault? The person who stepped out or the person who withheld sex and intimacy on purpose? Time period, two years of inconsistent sex and six months of no contact and starfishing. That's wait. the scenario. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Run that back. Six months of no contact and starfishing. So it was there no contact? Or were they just starfishing while they were fucking? The best is saying it's no contact. Just starfish. Just starfish. No intimate touching, no, no kissing, rubbing, no, no rubbing, no hair pulling, just choking. Just hell. So there was contact. Ankles behind your ears. <clears throat> so there was contact. Nope. Not necessarily. Just starfish. You had on a condom, so you couldn't really contact. fit. It wasn't touching her, per se. <laughs> Just, starfish His hands was him. around her He was elevated Y'all know exactly What the hell space. I'm telling you It's starfish contact He was elevated If, 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 girl, if, you, if you put your dick in a girl I don't care what position she is You having contact with her If the condom is on Did the dick ever touch her? My body did My body ain't touch her I was elevated I was doing push I was in push up position The dick ain't touch? No, I had a condom on Shut up Oh my God. Am I lying? The, the dick did touch. Okay, so all right, so let me let me see. We so not, if no, I put not, a condom on, is the dick attached to you or if, not? If you put a condom on your hand, is the dick attached to you or not? If you put a condom on your hand and you stick your hand in a glass of water, mm-hmm. right, not above the condom, but halfway in, mm-hmm. and you pull it out, did your finger actually get wet? Mm. You touched the water. Did you touch the water? We're not asking about you. We're not asking about you. You touched my clothing. You ain't touched me. I didn't touch you. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You touched my clothing. (laughs) Am I lying? Yes. So if I'm smacking you in the back of the head with a hat on, am I touching you or smacking your head? I don't know, but it's going to be violence. (laughs) So we're going to figure it out after after violence is over. That's fine. What I'm saying is this. Is that technically he didn't touch her? He touched her. I just slid in halfway. I gave a half of it. <laughs> it's only one inch. <laughs> you only got one more inch to go. Might as well put the whole thing in. That's why she's starfishing. It ain't about the size of the boat. It ain't girthy either. It's the motion in the ocean. <laughs> um, she said, I need a yacht. Hold on. What was, what was the question? Uh, oh, who's at fault more? The person who withheld the sex 
Or the she person said, uh, who said, cheated. I said, but held sex for two years or something. Oh, inconsistent yeah. sex. Inconsistent sex, sex for two years. years. Six months of no starfish. contact, but starfish. So, so there was contact, but it was just like a chore sex, it's basically. It was just boring. It was, it was nothing. None of the extra stuff. Six months. Uh, I need to know the definition behind. I need to know the, the, the reason why this person was starfishing Mm-mm. or not giving you sex. If there is no reason, they just like, hey, uh, I just want to have sex. They already cheated on you anyway, so you might as well go ahead and leave. Who's more at fault? The person who cheated or the person who withheld the sex on purpose? Right. Who? Uh, it's quite a pickle. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the person who cheated. Mm. Even though I don't want to say that. He took but. a self-righteous route. But I, I have to say that because you could easily just left. True. Come on, Kenny. Just got out of that situation. Y'all know what I say. Don't even cheat in, in the marriage. Just go ahead and get out of that situation because it's already going to look bad anyway. Now she really got reason to withhold sex. Yeah. So, yeah. Even though they're still at wrong, a big major way at wrong because they ain't giving me no sex and you're like, hey, I need this. You know. But we're not going about the situation. The thing is, someone cheated and someone just wasn't giving you sex at the amount that you wanted it mm. and the way that you wanted it. Mm. You didn't communicate. So you chose wrong. Mm. Oh. And then you went out and cheated. Mm. Double whammy. Mm. That's what I spoke about earlier. But as a man, when it goes left, who has to take on more liability? That's what comes with it. I mean, he's right. I agree. I agree. Um, ego says that she in the wrong because mm-hmm. she knew better than the nut with all the sex. I had to do what I had to do. But reality, logic says if I'm not happy in that situation, leave it. Now, we, we all know that's more easier said than done, mm-hmm. but that's no excuse. That's no excuse Hold on. not to leave. A lot of shit is hard to do. Working out is hard, but it would behoove you to work out if you want to live long. Hold on. So I got something. I got something. Speak okay. to it. So could you also say that person that withheld the sex, they could have left early as well if they didn't want to give up the sex. Well, they so were. They, gi- could, they could be in the wrong. They were giving up sex, just not at the frequency of the person that wanted sex mm. and not at the style or the pace or the position <laughs> or enthusiastic enough mm-hmm. with the sex. So they were giving it up. Just not at the frequency you wanted. Mm. Starfish enthusiasm. That's, I mean, <clears throat> just name of this part. <laughs> Starfish enthusiasm. I mean, what? I mean, you can see that again. Run it back one more time. You can run it back. I mean, it's the logical way would be to just leave it. And it is, is no valid alternative for that because even if they do stay and not give you the sex as consistent as you would like, they still doing a duty per se. You know what I'm saying? They they it's just like being at a job, right? And I'm showing up late every day. Oh shit. But I'm completing my task. You know what I'm saying? I may not be in an exceptional way. I may not be standing a little late, put a little extra effort, but uh-huh. I'm getting what I gotta get done at the bare minimum level. So it's like I'm still It's up, doing it's up my to that job, job to fire you right. if you're not producing what you need to produce. Right. Or they're keeping you and you can't the job can't complain, like, oh hey, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Well, you didn't fire me yet, so That's it. I'm still doing what I what I want to do. 
Even after you didn't brought me in the office and wrote me up 16 times. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. Oh, they yeah, ain't no three sentences. To, I know, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I was trying to find all the ways. Oh, they're like, no, no, no. I was trying to find every single way to look at it objectively. You always do. It ain't no way. I could It ain't no way. In the hat. They said withheld sex and intimacy on purpose. So the time period is two years of inconsistent sex and six months of no contact and start fishing. So all that is together. No contact. So yeah, you got to go. Yeah, I mean, the person that cheated, you're definitely in the wrong. I would, yeah. All the way in the wrong. My boy, old try to shoot just a bit. I was trying to think of it, but there's no way. (laughs) It is what it is, man. Uh, All right, we're going to keep this thing moving. But I cheated, so don't listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's not conjecture. That's not opinion. You want to take me as a fact? That's a fact right there. You can hold that. Oh, man, this is hilarious, man. Oh, next one, man. It's from Aaron. Stroke Patreon. and die. Too long. Stroke. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Um, boy, say what up, Crew Sleazeball University, Cum Laude, checking in. Yes, sir. What's up? Salute to my dog, man. Two questions. I'm 25 now. Should I wait till 30 to pursue a marriage and or have a kid? And does sex before marriage or before dating affect the relationship and how? So the first question, I'm 25. Should I wait till I'm 30 to get married and have a kid, man? Not if you feel like you're financially prepared for it. Mm. I think that's going to be one of the biggest things. Are you mentally ready for it? You know, are you trying to have kids in the next few years? I think that's, that's of importance, too. Do you, you know... Do you mind waiting? Because the person you deal with, you know, what is their timeline like? Mm. So that's the question you got to ask yourself, bro, bro. I think if you're not mentally, emotionally, and financially prepared, then 30 won't make a difference. Fact. If you are mentally, emotionally, and financially prepared, it don't matter what age you are. If you got all those three things down packed, then, hey, I say that your age really don't make a difference because you, you should know who you are mentally. You're mostly in tune with yourself and know how to communicate well and financially can take care of yourself. You're stable and or others. So, yeah, I mean, I think 25 is actually a damn good age to find someone around your age from 27 or 28 to mm-hmm. 23 and, and settle down and start having kids. Because once you start getting older, the possibility of finding someone without kids is hard and the possibility of someone being able to have kids mm-hmm. starts to be harder. So, and then you start getting, you know, complacent in what you want and you start, you know, trolling the streets a lot and you, you know. I got a question for you, Kenny. And B, you can answer this too. Kenny, do you think all three are a must have um, in order to get married or can you not have one? I think, um, I think you can slack when I say slack, I think you need at least fifty percent of all. So I think you need to be fifty percent financially stable. Mm-hmm. I mean fifty percent that you you can take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. The other fifty percent being able to take care of another person. Uh but you can work on building that, you know, throughout your career. Um emotionally, I think you need to be emotionally well to communicate with your own feelings and be open to 
you know, talking about how you feel. Uh, you just work on, you know, catering to the other person's emotions. But that's, you know, that's a part of relationship. You start to learn each other and how they react and their emotions and stuff. But as long as you know how to communicate your own emotions, you're halfway there. You're in a good spot. Okay. And mentally, you got to, you know, be mentally prepared to not seduce yourself into stepping out. Not, you know, whenever things go get hard, you just check out and, and just give up on the whole relationship. I think that's part of the mental game. You got to be 50% mentally prepared that you can trust yourself not to do wrong. Other part is trusting the partner, whoever you have, to not do wrong themselves. And trust is hard to build. So, yeah, I don't think you need to be 100% in everything. And I don't think you will be 100% in everything until you find that one person, especially emotionally, how to communicate your emotions to them and how they receive it or how to communicate it properly to them so they can receive it the right way. And or vice versa. Um, <clears throat> what's the three things again? I say mentally, emotionally, and financially. Yeah, emotionally. That's my opinion. That's not facts. <laughs> facts, man. We ride with facts. A hundred percent of the way there. No, uh, I think maybe about seventy-five. And I mean, you should you should be heading in in that direction mm-hmm. as far as um, financially. Financially, for sure, but um, mentally and, and and emotionally, I kind of I kind of tie those two together. Um, and I think about twenty five, you probably ain't got as as good of a grasp on your emotions and your mental as you should. But I think um, you know I think things start to click around twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty eight, somewhere around there. And then, so I mean, to answer this question, yes, I mean that's my window. I, I advise people that all the time. I say about 25 to 20, 25 to 30 is when you should be seriously considering that. Now, I'm not saying go out there and force it. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is you should, okay, now it's time to start looking. Now it's time to start taking women in a very, very, very serious fashion. Because by then you should be done graduated <clears throat> school or if you was in the military, you either got out of the military or you well on establishing you a decent career in it. Um or you may have gotten to your career, but you you deep into your career by that point. So you should be making decent money. Um, but the the mental and the emotional comes from experience more so than age. So that, that's why I said by 27, 28, that's when you done had enough experience to like really know who you are, really know, be in tune with your emotions. And, you know, if you live in the right way um, and studying yourself the way you need to be, then you should be in tune with those things by then. But 100 percent, no. Uh, but like I said, I'd say somewhere around 75, 80 is what it should be before you enter into a situation like that. Yep. Another random question, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of line. Do you think that men should have gone through a heartbreak before getting married? Like, do you think that's important that they go through that? I mean, look, man, if I mean, I I wouldn't wish that on nobody except the ops. But what I'm saying (laughs) is, is that I don't think it's necessary, Mm -hmm. but it's likely that it's going to happen. And if used the right way, then it can make you a better man. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But on the opposite end, it could turn you into a red pill, rage, incel Mm -hmm. as well. You know, so it kind of depends on how you 
respond from to how you react from it. But I mean, if it's not necessary, let's say you met your girl at 17, mm-hmm. high school, y'all graduate together, go to school, stay together throughout the whole way and be married 60 years. I mean, I don't think it was necessary in that, you know, that aspect, but mm-hmm. you know, if that, if that doesn't happen to be the case, and I think how you respond from trauma like that says a lot about you, you know, in terms that's of that's what learning, I wanted to get learning into. yourself, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, that's how I see it. That's how I want to get because I because I know a lot of, you know, we see a lot of times how a lot of these men, how they rage mm-hmm. towards women and just this aggressive anger and all this built up stuff they be having inside of them sometimes and in many instances, not a majority or anything, but it happens. It happens too often to where a man and put his hands on a woman or mm-hmm. you know, uh, eliminates a woman, you know, all that stuff. So. And some of that comes from heartbreak. Them, them, you know, the woman wanting to leave, the woman wanting to choose better, you know, and things like that. So that's why I was just wanting to, just curious to know what, was what your question? y'all felt. Like, do you think it's important that a man has his heart broken before he gets married? Uh, um, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think people should have to go through heartache just to experience love. But no, that's a good question. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they have to go through heartbreak to before they get married. Uh, I think if they find the person that they rightfully love, there won't be no heartbreak because they found the right person. They chose correctly the first time. Mm-hmm. Now is that a high, now is that possibility high? No. <clears throat> Nine times out of ten, you'll probably go through a heartbreak. But there are some people that find their high school sweetheart and they just, mm. you know, go through the ups and downs, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the second question? Um, you said, should I wait till 30 to pursue marriage? Hold on. Oh, does sex before marriage or before dating affect the relationship? And How? The sex. Well, look at me. The sex before the sex before marriage or dating. I needs that. Being in a serious fashion, does having sex before those things affect the relationship and how? Absolutely, it does. Elaborate. Does it affect it in a good way or a bad way? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm, I'm past the ball. No, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> I was trying to think of it from the other side, but I'm like, I can't speak from the other side because I ain't never not had sex. So, uh, I don't know. I I like it before. I mean, but that's just me. Um, y'all go ahead. I'm gonna come back. Come back to me. Come back to me. Uh, the sex before marriage or dating is it good or bad? That's what you asked, right? Does it affect the relationship, and how, in your opinion, does it affect the relationship? Yes, it does. It can affect it in a good way or a bad way. You could be the one or you could not be the one. But I think it's just the the I don't think it's just the, the sex factor. I think it's I wanna say it's can you gauge if this person is just there for the sex or if they're there because they really like who you are as a person? Because some I mean, sometimes it Man, if you start talking to a guy and the only thing he talking to you about is sex, and he only seem interested in you is sex, 
And nine times out of ten, there is no relationship mm. except for sex. But if you, you know, if you're talking to a guy and y'all really don't ever talk about sex, y'all just vibe all the time. And it's a, it's the conversation is always right. You know, y'all communicating about how you feeling. He still wants you know, sex. He still wants sex. And, you know, it, it will affect it because now y'all have a bond, a, a physical bond, you know, but I don't think it affected in a bad way. Unless your sex is terrible. <laughs> You know what? You still might get a second shot. Because if you really like you, yeah, like, hey, it is what it is. What is trash second time? Yeah, you know, he might come in there and, and fuck up and get in there and, and, and ski daddle in two too, seconds. Yeah, too anxious. You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> had him nervous. You know, I mean, he put it in, he wasn't expecting that warmth, that welcoming warmth. I, I think <laughs> at my big age now, sex is not that big of an f- effect on how I view somebody. Mm hmm. I guess I didn't had it too much. <laughs> 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 if, I, if I have sex on you to, or with you the first date, it won't make a difference if I have sex with you two months later. Mm-hmm. It won't make a goddamn difference because I already know what your purpose is here for. Mm. And if I told you I'm just out here having fun and doing my thing, you can wait 18 months. You won't hear from me until you say, okay, I'm ready to get down and dirty. <laughs> that's crazy. That's real. That's real, though. Because why am I talking to you for 18 months straight for if I know I just want to fuck? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm here for. Yeah. So, move yourself situation. But if I'm saying I'm being intentional, then hey, we have sex the first day. That's not going to make a difference on how I view you as a, oh, you're a hoe because you let me fuck the first date. Oh, I'm a hoe, too, because I let you get some of this on the first date. Mm. And if you value your penis mm. like you should... You like to keep a clean ding-a-ling. Talk about it, KT. You ain't going to just give up the cakes like that. Mm. You're going to make her way. You're going to make her really want it instead of just giving it up like that because that just makes it more better. And then you get you to leave. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. First night I never hit because I got morals and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You know, the streets is dirty. I say if you want to start dating intentional, you probably you really I rarely would want to hit on the first date. But if it happens, it happens. Yeah, because you don't want that affect the the like view that you got of her. Man, that's tough. Go ahead. It it, kind of go back to what we was talking about earlier in a sense about treating the the women differently. It kind of go back to that. Like somebody that I like, I'm not as pressed to get you in the bed. Mm -hmm. I want to more know about you and who you are and how you, you know, interact and just everything because I'm that more infatuates me than the physical aspect of it. So if we can definitely connect there, I just know more than likely the sex is going to be, you know, amazing. But I, I mean, some if, of y'all are just some come. If your vibe is as good as mine, and we having that damn of a good time, it's going to happen. And you start drinking a little bit, stuff get, you know, y'all just like it. You might have sex it on the first have, night. You might. First date, it happens. You're not getting judged. Nope. No, what if she, your what performance if she, is getting judged? I'm about to say, what if she just, just like my performance is getting what judged? If, what if she wild with it? She got you bouncing off the walls. I likes that. So I'll stick around. <laughs> I likes that. Like the way you do business. I likes that. Don't get up unless you're a boy and be like, oh, she didn't learn this from too many. Is it story, is it story time, right. Kenny? You want to tell them about that time <laughs> the girl had you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Damn. It's mine. 
It's a no. It's attached to me. No. <laughs> yeah. Had to get a loan to get it back. Straight up. Look <laughs> <laughs> at Phoenix, boy. It's his skills. God damn. I'm telling you, boy. Hey, uh, hey. And me walking out of there. <laughs> Like Bambi, like Bambi, boy, <laughs> newborn. The kitty had the towel around like this. <laughs> <laughs> you say he was wrapped up in the towel. Yeah, the kitty had you wrapped up in the sheets. Damn, I had, to, I had to, I had to lay on the toilet seat to pee because I ain't know where the pee was going to go. I wasn't gonna be able to control that thing. I to be, I had to sit, I had to sit on the toilet seat. Hey, oh, shit! I ain't. You, gotta, you gotta put a restraining order on women like that. I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Where did you get that? From? <laughs> What's wrong? What are you going through? <laughs> I told you I get a little crazy. <laughs> Shit, hey. All right. Yeah, I think I'm joking. Oh, hey, boy. I'm saying I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, my God. And me in there, boy. <laughs> I thought it was time for the percolator. I'm in I just need you to lay down. She told you. Jesus Christ. Tell you, boy. You tell them that's enough. This shit should be banned in all 50 states. Enough. You got it all. No more left. I got no more. God damn. I am done. Um, to answer the question, man, I think I think I think it does. I think it rushes it rushes you to judgment. Um with this out loud or, or in your head, you know, it definitely rushes you to judgment, rushes you to the quote unquote real reason that you're there. What are we really here for? Because I think if you really like the woman, then having sex before then, it ain't going to really affect her um, likelihood of be- becoming your woman. But if you don't like her, then that's going to be a sobering reminder that I'm just here for the sex. You see what I'm saying? But either way, it's going to rush you to a judgment. It's going to get you there quicker because before that, as a man, our mind is just pressed on getting that ass. Let's just be honest. Um, but once we get it, post-nut clarity takes an effect. And uh, as a woman, you want to be on the right side of that, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? If you're on the wrong side of it, you're going to notice a little distance after that's over with. Um, but if you're on the right side of it, then things going to keep flowing as they are. You see what I'm saying? But, uh, but yeah, man, it's all about how you respond afterwards. It's all about how you respond during um, just the caliber of woman you are. If you are... Elite caliber woman We have great conversation I enjoy being around you We kicking it We chopping it up About things that don't involve Shallow things Shallow shit You know what I'm saying As far as social media Sex And we can really have Real conversations And I and I value your perspective And I value what it is That you bring to me Then no You know It's only gonna enhance If it's good But if it's bad Yeah Yeah it could uh, Yeah it could knock some points Off the school Absolutely yeah, and that's just honest. Um, but on that note, man, we're gonna wrap this thing up, man. Uh, been a hell of a podcast. Appreciate Crusader Nation pulling up. Make sure y'all tap that like button on y'all way out, man. You know what I'm saying for all the audio listeners, make sure that y'all leave a review, leave a comment if y'all haven't already. 
We appreciate y'all, man. Friday uh, was a success. We told y'all we got a you know a new YouTube live stream segment on Friday. It's gonna be Q and A um, for everybody who got questions for us and. You know, want they questions answered, we're going to try to jump on there for two hours every every Friday and just answer as many as we can in rapid-fire fashion. And in two hours, last uh, Friday was a success. We had a lot of people pull up on us. And, uh, you know, hopefully we see more of y'all this week. Um, Only donations, $10 and up getting answered. Matter of fact, $50 and up. Because I'm worth more than... Because <laughs> I'm worth... I know my worth. Um... But yeah, so again, we appreciate everybody that donated. We appreciate everybody that you know came with some with some dope questions. We also appreciate everybody that came on stage and was brave mm-hmm. in order to have that have that conversation face to face. And you know, hopefully, we was able to provide some value. Uh, you know, we've been getting positive feedback on it, so it's clear that y'all like it. So we're gonna keep it. You know, keep that thing going. Um, housekeeping, as far as all merch, y'all know where to find it at mancrewseason.com. Uh, for all sweaters, hoodies, and Things of that nature. We're going to have a sale coming real, 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 real soon. Um, Patreon is going, of course, a no first, and they're going to get dibs first. But it's going to be a major sale, major sale. Um, but that's going to be coming real, real soon. And make sure that y'all support for that. Um, Smooth will be back very, very, very soon. I know everybody keep asking for him, man. Just, you know, Smooth say, he, you know, you, you appreciate it. Everybody that been asking and inquiring about him, he's going he gonna to be back. He good. The family good. He good. Um, is that all? Am I leaving something out? Hope not. Yeah, that's it. Well, on that note, man, we going back to some Larry June. You know, I, I remember putting O on this song probably about two weeks ago, and uh, this. yeah, you had anything you want to add to that? Oh, Larry June, gotta give me a little stock. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give me a little stock. You, I, I you need some put, points. I didn't put niggas on. I didn't put people on, and he keep climbing. My dog, man. Salute to Larry, man. We're going to get out of here with a record called Summer Rain featuring Ty Dollar Sign, man. We gone, man. Y'all take it easy. Be safe. Take care of each other. We're going to see y'all next Tuesday. Yes, sir. Thinking different. I bought real estate before I went and bought the bent. I had sun ten toes when you was in your feelings. And I ain't need no record deal to touch my first million. Spending money on assets for rainy days. I'm more focused on ownership, not the fame. Grab an old long tee, then jump in the stain. We just touched down, but right back on the plane. We need a private plane Toss on my Gore-Tex and walk in the rain Everything not perfect, but at least I'm free I don't take it as an L, just wasn't for me
96 bands for the Hermes, use it to sleep. I've been doing this since Techno Marines. I did everything, this is not a dream. I love all the seasons, but it's nothing like that summer rain.